Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com fall is right around the corner and the leaves will begin to well fall nobody likes the hassle of cleaning out those gutters that's where inspect all pest services comes in they do gutter cleaning gutter toppers to keep those gutters clean year-round and full gutter replacement in addition to gutters they also do pressure washing to keep your house and driveway looking brand new Inspect all pest services. Call them today. 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your gutter or pressure washing needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. (laughs) And by God, this is the BS. All right. There it is. Episode 118 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio. All brought to us by Gorenstein and Watkins. Uh, GWtrial.com, trial litigation attorneys, personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, and two great dudes get you out of trouble or put somebody in trouble, right? 470-491-0808, GWtrial.com. There in Playa del Carmen, it is the Nader Tater Vader. Hola, how you guys doing? Hola, como estas? Good, 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 good. And there she is sitting next to me in the studio, the extremely vivacious, the lovely, the oh-so-talented. There she is, Nikki D, ladies and gentlemen. Nikki it's D. me, Nikki D. Hello. It's you, Nikki <laughs> D, come to me. Uh, very, very sad week. There have been a lot of deaths. Uh, this week, very sad week. Who died? Kirstie Alley. 
Oh, she did. Oh my goodness. Is isn't it aren't you seeing like a trend now where celebrities are like keeping their health stuff such a secret ever since Chad did it? David Bowie did it too. Uh since Chad. Bozeman. Oh, Chad Bozeman. Yeah, yeah. He did. He he for he, some years. Uh <laughs> yeah, he kept well, also um we had the parents of uh the boys kid, you know, on the show. And I mean, it wasn't like they were screaming it from the mountaintops that he had what he had, but you know, the epilepsy is a thing. Uh, so yeah, but she, Kirstie Alley, 71. Um, I mean, I don't think I have to explain who Kirstie Alley is, but she was a mainstay in the eighties and nineties. I mean, she was, she was beautiful. She was gorgeous. And then she, you know, reality television got her, which sucked. Um, because I think it cheapened, her Who legacy. she was exactly. You know, she, I remember her all the way from Cheers. Yeah, that was. If you if you ever had the conversation of someone replacing the original and being just as good, you know, like with Brian Johnson versus Bon Scott and ACDC, Sammy Hagar versus David Lee Roth in uh, Van Halen. Cheers is a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Shelley Long was the original. Yep. And when Shelly left the show to do Hollywood, um, it was Kirstie Alley that came in. And she crushed the role. She did. And they they were smart about it because it was a different role than what Shelly Long had. Yeah, they didn't have her come in and replace her like how to do some of these TV moms and then you hate them. Right. They they didn't have her come in and be Shelly Long Mm -hmm. on Cheers. And, you know, and of course, it, it's kind of sickening. I get it from a marketing standpoint, but streaming services that do carry cheers, it's top of the list. You know, they tell you this is what the most watched and bullshit. You just know that because Christy Alley died, you're getting promotion for the show. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 and you feel bad if you don't watch it. So I watched a couple episodes of Cheers, <laughs> and like, I wanted to cry. I was just like, you know, I mean, it's just so sad to think that she she had a short illness with cancer. Yep. That's what they said, you know, short battle, like less than a year. Same thing with John Travolta's wife. She had cancer and, and died really quickly. Pre, uh, pre, uh, Pres, uh, Presley. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Sad. Really sad. Nick Boletari died. He was in his 90s, though. Um, he was the singer guy. No, the tennis coach, legend, Voluntary oh, Academy. I saw you post that. <laughs> I didn't know him. Got a chance to meet him. He was uh, he's responsible for Andre Agassi, Monica Seles, um, you know, a lot of big names in in, in the tennis industry. Mm. You know, uh, they now it's um, uh, what's it called? What what are the three letters of the? Sports ATP, no, the sports facility in uh, in Florida. It's um, shit. I don't know, but it used to be called Voluntary Academy. Oh, okay. And now it's it's but it's another company. Now. It's a very big company. It's three letters. I can't believe I can't think of the top of my head. Did you meet him recently while you were hosting? I no, I met him uh, the first year I did the New York Open, and he was there, and I just coincidentally enough was talking to his handler guy he worked with i just met him been introduced to him from somebody else and we were having a drink and having a really good conversation because after the matches we would go to the hotel bar and everybody just kind of mingle and talk and this and this and that and i look across the 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 bar and i see nick Boletari, and i'm like is that nick Boletari? he's like oh yeah, yeah i'm with him i go is there any chance i can meet him he goes 
oh, we would love to meet you. I was like, no, 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 no. I need to meet him. <laughs> Be, because, you know, you, like as much as a tennis fan as I am now, when I was a kid, you know, you kind of equate this to, you know, you, being a Michael Jordan fan or uh, a Mark McGuire fan or, you know, whoever, whatever athlete fan you are, you as a kid would mimic them. And in the 80s, uh, if you played tennis, and I did, it's when I started, Andre Agassi was the deal. You know, he was the top American. You know, we had great American tennis players. We had uh, Pete Sampras and and, and and Andre Agassi, and they were they would go at each other, two different styles. Agassi was this rebel. He was doing all these endorsements for the Canon uh cameras a rebel shot or whatever it was called and and they he would wear these denim like shorts on the tennis court which is just not traditional and he refused to wear all white one year at Wimbledon and he had this long 80s cool Richard Marks mullet going on and he used a two-handed backhand which was unheard of and he would use his wrist he was the inventor of using your wrist in tennis before that you did not use your wrist and he used his wrist so as a kid, I'm wearing these pink and black paint splattered Nike short or shoes and the denim. You know, I had the whole outfit, mm. you know, uh, but Nick Politeri is. Was his coach who founded him. Yeah, he was. He was the guy. Gotcha. He was the guy. Did you find out the name of that name? Uh, yeah. RDV. No, that's Orlando. This is that's a, what he said. No, no, no. This is uh, Florida. This is uh, actually they're based out of Bradenton in, in Tampa. Um it's a, the big tennis academy, but they do more now. They do all sports. Can't believe I can't. Oh, think. oh yeah. I thought you were talking about the RDV Sportsplex in Orlando. No, no, this is a, it's going to drive me nuts if one of you guys could please find it because I got to get to my third death. You do not have music. This is one. it HIT? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know me. It says Tennis Academy, no. HCC. No. IMG. IMG. Thank you very much. Looking at all the ones. In oh, there it is. IMG Academy. There we go. Yeah. IMG. Thank you, Nate. Mm -hmm. Why are you playing this music? <laughs> because this is taps. This is what you play. This is the third and final death of the week. And that would be of our former radio station, Rock 100.5. Oh, oh it is dead. And if anybody remembers about I believe it was 10 months ago to it was in February of last year uh, when I uh, Rodney Hove, the AJC took some excerpts from one of our podcasts because I was uh, countering uh, the program director at the, the former radio station, um, Andy, who uh, blatantly lied on, on the radio to make himself and his partner look good. And I was sticking up for my team. And telling the truth, I said in that article, and let me quote it here just so I don't screw it up. We'll need to be corrected over what I said. Uh, regarding my old partner, Rickman, he noted as 10 months left on his contract. And Lowell told Bailey before he was fired that Rickman's future was tenuous at Rock 100.5. Quote, unquote, I feel bad for him, Rickman, Bailey said. He's working with a guy who's going to fire him in 10 months. Hmm. <laughs> kind of nailed that one, didn't I? You did. Nailed yep. it. 
I, it, it's so odd, you know, like I haven't been a part of that station in over a year. And let me first, let me make it very, very clear. I don't like to see anyone lose their job. I don't care if I like them or not. People have families, they have lives to live, they have bills to pay. And for those of us in this industry, it is hard. It is not everybody can do what we've done with this podcast and create a job out of thin air. That's what would have happened. We created a job out of thin air. It takes a lot of drive to do what we did. Not everybody's got that. Right. I agree. So for those in the radio industry, and also they kind of hamstring talent now too, with these contracts where they say, uh, you cannot podcast after you get fired, after you get terminated, because now it is considered um, competition. And you can't do anything that competes with the radio station. Smart for me to put in my contract, if and when I got fired, I said, I can podcast immediately because I knew what was coming. Right. Again, visionary, my intuition. <laughs> but not everybody can do that. So you now cannot make money doing that, what you do, right? And that sucks. So whether they allow Steve to continue to do his podcast or not, I hope they do. Because I know he's got sponsors and at least it would, you know, you know, for the time he's got to sit out until he can find another job. I've got no doubt that the guy will find another job. Um, I really do. I mean, he, I, the whole thing is goofy. Um, if they just would have fucking listened to me, that's all they had to do. Him included. If you would have listened to me, our show would still be on the air. But when they brought in Andy, it was over. Because this was the plan all along. For whatever reason, you people just live in the past. You cannot get over, like it used to be the 80s, and now it's the 90s. At least you should advance the decade. But you just can't move forward. You know, they always say, like, Hollywood's got no new ideas. I guess radio in Atlanta doesn't either. Because it's like, out of everything that you could have done or built off of, Keep in mind, the last time that radio station had ratings was when I was employed there. Yeah, that's true. We were third place in our key demographic, which you're like, well, third place isn't all that good. Dude, the station has 11,500-watt signal, and it didn't work all the time. Uh, you know, And we're a, a white talk show pointing our signal towards a not-white area of Atlanta into the metro. I mean, so, like everything was against us, and we won. Because we had a good show. When we were on, we were on. When everybody was doing their job, checked their ego at the door, knew their knew their role, and didn't buy into that they're bigger than the show, we were good. One of the best shows in the country. Hands down. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, but people wouldn't listen to me. And 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 then, you know, it snowballed out of control. You know, started with the riff with the afternoon dude and then the, the, the old program director and then they bring in the new program director. And they've had for years the idea, they've got this format idea called uh, Rocturnative that's one of their executives up in Chicago has been trying to push. And it's a cool concept. I remember talking to him about it years ago. We used to be friends. And, and I was like, yeah, it's a cool concept. The problem with what they're doing now, going in classic alternative, by the way, I love the format. I don't know how they're going to do it. My idea of classic alternative, because it's, an, it's a format that's becoming more popular around the country right now, my idea, is, my idea of classic format would be 
going back to in excess Thompson twins, um, uh, crowded house, uh, all the way up to Nirvana Pearl Jam. And then you end, you end with the, the alternative music is more than grunge. Grunge was just a small part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, even some of the, uh, the top 40 stuff kind of fell into that category. Yeah, like Alanis Morissette and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I, I don't know what direction they're going. I, I know that they're trying to live, relive the 90s. And that station 99X back in the 90s was awesome. Like, it really was. I mean, I've got a radio story from early in my career from Orlando from that station. You know, that's how awesome it was then. They did some really good stuff. They had good talent and they were just doing things differently, but that's the problem. You can't relive the success of something that gains success by doing things differently. If differently has already been done. Yeah. It's like trying to copy a viral video 30 years later. Like it's just not going to work. You got to create something new. Something new. Radio wins with talent. I know radio doesn't want to accept that. I'm not saying that music doesn't help. It does. It's a great buffer. It's a great bumper, but it's secondary to winning in radio. There are people in the radio world that get that. I'm in conversations with one of them. They understand that. Um, there, but to have a music element is not a bad thing either. I mean, I love music. I love rock music. I mean, that's my thing. But in the radio world, for a listener's sake, if you want to, if you want to get ratings, if you want to get people, you have to have something to say, a story to tell. And uh, and the the problem is, is they've got no money, you know. So what are they going to do? Uh, I personally think that they'll probably get excerpts from the old morning shows podcast that he does and try to relive a lot of stuff from the past because you're taking a brand of 99 X putting it on a frequency of 100.5. You're thinking that everybody knows what 99 X is. I hate to tell you this guys. They don't people come and go. Atlanta is a very, very big city. And not everybody was around in the 90s. Actually, a very small percentage was. Now, I know the vocal minority on your Facebook that give you four and five likes, you think are going to give you all these ratings. They're not. Um, The music is not going to carry you in what it did in in the 90s because you were playing stuff that nobody had heard before. You were having these artists, these Chris Cornells and these, you know, uh, Becks and, you know, Tom Yorks and all these people come. I mean, that was cool. But it's, it's, that's not going to happen anymore. So, you know, the radio has found that the new alternative music is, is a waste. It doesn't work. You know, the only way to win is to have personality. That's why iHeart has pumped in the Woody show from L.A. across every uh, alternative station because it's a, it's a, it's a good show. And he's a, Woody's an extremely talented guy. But, you know, he does, for the most part, a talk show, Right. So you're, right. you're, they're carrying the station, just like Steve and I did for many years. We carried the station with our ratings, uh, and, and, and that's that's how it's supposed to be. Your morning show should be outrating your radio station. If it's not, something's wrong with your morning show. Um, so I don't know. I wish them nothing but the best of luck. But for sure, it, it you know there are some pretty talented people on that station, and I'm sure that they're gonna land somewhere else and be doing something something great, especially my girl Lens. 
Uh, yeah, that's you know, Lindsay. That was that that was that was the one that doesn't but, make sense. <laughs> right, she's so alternative. <laughs> yeah, she, she was like the only person on there that kind of made sense to keep, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess her uh, maybe her views didn't align with them. Yeah, she was a problem to them. Yeah, you know, she she she's not a yes girl. She, yeah, she was like you, but not vocal like as vocal. And with boobs. Yeah. And with boobs. <laughs> Can't leave out those boobs. I don't know. We're getting a little older. <laughs> but I get it. You know, you, you know, well, no, I don't get it because you kept Andy. Right. So you, you kept, you kept the guy that, you know, was pulled and, and, and to his credit, by the way, like I'm a big fan of giving receipts. This dude waited a long time for this. Like I see social media beating this dude up and I understand why, but take a step back for a second. This guy waited like nine years to relive his glory days to get the job that he thought he could do and which he quickly found out he couldn't do, which was my job, do a show with the guy he thought he could do a show with, vice versa. They both did, right? Because that was part of the original plan before me too. That obviously didn't work out. And so he survived. You know, even the guy that said, I'll be around longer than anybody and I can't be fired. I make too much money for the radio station. I'm untouchable. I mean, all these words were spoken at one time, by the way. I heard them with my ears. I think y'all heard them with your ears too. It can happen to anybody. And I kept telling him that. Everyone's expendable. In this business, you're only as good as your last show, which is not necessarily the case anymore if you've got drive to to build a, a network like we've done. Yeah. We've got a show every day now. You know, I can do what I want. Um, but, uh, you know, I had so many people this past week reach out to me, like people I don't talk to uh, often. You know, I'm, I'm friends with them, acquaintances with them. And friends. But they, they, they talk to me like I just got fired. <laughs> I was like, and I responded with, and then some of them were like, yeah, he finally got his. And I, and I respond back with, I don't wish that on anybody. I don't know why, you know, because of the things that I said in the past, remember the things that I said about Steve in the past, I said he was lazy. He was narcissistic, narcissistic, egotistical. Those are all things he knows he is, right? I know they're negative things, but he knows that's what he is. We didn't gel because of those things, because I'm the opposite of that. And, uh, but I also said that the days that he was on, he was without a doubt the best number two guy in the business. There's nobody better. The days that he checked his ego at the door and he came to work and he wanted to be a part of a show. He was the best. I mean, there were days that he would say things that I would just, I couldn't, I I was cry. I haven't cried laughed on the radio in years. And I did it numerous times because of him. But those were only the days that he was on. But he couldn't check his ego at the door, and this is where it got him. Uh, you know, um, and then he would probably tell you the same thing. Uh, you know, and he would take shots at me because there's plenty of things that I did that pissed him off. Uh, you know, didn't say good morning to him when he walked in the room. And the only reason I didn't do that was because he stopped saying it to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all sound like two kids. I'm not gonna say good morning to you, you didn't, because you didn't say good morning to me. So we're not gonna say good morning to each other. We had a whole fucking meeting about it, Nikki. <laughs> I know about good morning. It's ridiculous. 
You know, so it just got, it's, it spiraled out of control, which goes back to my rule when I host the show. And, and, and that is rule number one is you keep everything in house. You don't let it yeah. leave the room. And he let it leave the room because again, he's a battered wife from the former show. And all as they did was as soon as they got off the air, they ran and told on each other on how much they hated each other. Yep. And that was the reason why Larry got fired was because everybody, you know, they, they would just bitch about him all the time. Um, but, you know, I don't know the guy. Um, I, I have respect for a dude that can create a brand and have success and make the money he made for all those years. Other than that, I knew nothing about him. I know he took some shots at me when I got the job. Eh, rightfully so, I guess. But, um, you know, I got nothing bad to say about the dude. So anyway, very sad. I've never been a part of a radio station that has folded before. So this is a first for me. I mean, not that I was a part of it. You know what I mean? But yeah, but I am going to take credit for killing it because <laughs> when I got fired, it all went downhill. I want to say credit for killing it. I think it. when Brandy got fired is when it went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> that literally was the start. But, but yeah. you're, you're right. Yeah, it did fall apart more so. But she, but but she, she's might, not, she was the catalyst. She's she's not she's not here, so she can't take credit for it. <laughs> if she were here, I'd, I'd let her take credit for it. She can take credit on Tuesday. Yeah, she, she can take credit on Tuesday <laughs> if she chooses. Or maybe, or maybe I'll take credit for it. I said I'm out, and then Brandy gets fired. They're probably like, oh, here we go. This is where we can start to topple the the pieces. Yeah, you you were you both were just it's Nate's fault. You 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 just like beautiful gifts that just landed in their laps. They're <laughs> like, thank you. You're making this so much easier for me. Uh, I mean, again, they, when I signed my last contract, they told me that it wasn't going to last. I mean, so they, they had been planning this for a long time. So I, that's how, you know, people are like, you're a visionary. You knew this. And it's like, well, yeah, they, they told me. And I, I don't know why people are shocked. I told you guys this. I, I told you this 10 months ago. I think I even told you when I was on the air that I was going to get fired soon. You did. You said it a lot on air, actually. Yeah. And I think I even said the radio station will flip eventually. So, I mean, I don't know why people are <laughs> just like, I don't understand why you can't be truthful. Uh, you know, so, um, but the, the, you know, I, I told you 10 months ago that, you know, what their plan was and, um, you know, I mean, what Andy was going to do what their, uh, uh, manager guy was going to do. I mean, they, they told me everything. Uh, so like he, you know, I, I've been blackballed from the radio business this past year because of that podcast, be, because of those two episodes, like the first one and the one we're talking about now, because Pete, you know, the, when Rodney Ho wrote the story in the AJC, the first time he did kind of a hatchet job on me, the second one, not so much. Um, but, but it made its way around the industry to people that were interested in hiring me. And all as they got was, you know, Jason's this bad, this bad, this bad, this bad. Also, people in-house here in Atlanta have not done me any favors. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, you know, you don't go on record trashing somebody because I, I don't know if it's illegal or I know it's unprofessional, but you don't go... But off the record, you can, I guess. So I know that there one person in particular has trashed me that has cost me some jobs, um, which is cool. I mean, that's that's fine if it makes you feel good, feel better. 
But I also know this past year, I've still been a topic of conversation in your meetings. You guys, you guys can't quit me. Like you really can't. I mean, you, you, you would put people in positions to choose. Are you team Bailey or team rock 100.5? And I'm like, guys, move on, get over it. Do your thing. Boogie dance. It's the past thing. Yeah. It, it just can't get over it. Mm. I mean, hey, people are still hanging on to the Confederacy, so it's not surprising. You know, when they brought in the uh, syndicated <laughs> show, when they brought in Elliot, in, in which I like Elliot. I don't know him personally, but I'm from, well familiar with the show. Um, I, I knew it was a bad move for Atlanta. For D.C., it's, it's phenomenal. He's great. He's been there for over 10 years. The guy's uh, a total success and a total professional. Uh, but, you know, he wanted the job in 2017, you know, when I was there. And uh, thank God we had people in, in, in position to say no at that time. Um, and then he comes back and then they're the new EVP, you know, the, the nepotism of the, Hey buddy, you want this job. If you can do well, we promise you. So it was, you knew it when you hired him, <laughs> you knew it when you put it in there, you're like, all right, let's give him 20 K and see how it works out. We might get something out of this. You know, I mean, I've heard, I've heard from so many of their sponsors this past week. It's not even funny. You know, people that had kind of like, some had good relations, you know, like we were, I would say friends, and then some more business acquaintances. Mm. They've all reached out to me. What do I do now? Do I stick around? What do I do? Do I go in the digital space? Like they're, they're asking me what to do. And they're telling me it's in shambles over there. Nobody knows what's going on. And uh, of course they're, they, they, you know, a couple of them have said, I haven't been happy since you left. You know, our segments were never the same. Plus, we never knew when we'd come on. It was so unorganized. It's because Nikki and I are gone. <laughs> we kept everything Who's going to go and get them at the door? <laughs> well, that, that's, you, you are correct. That's the thing is that, you know, why would, I, one thing that's always been, you know, like the one thing that pe people say, I'm uptight. You know, you're a workaholic. You're a perfectionist. You want everything done right. You want everybody to work at 100%. This is radio. We don't do that. The fuck world do you live in? Like, why <laughs> wouldn't you do that? So I'm smart when I manage a show. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a job. And if everybody does it 100%, when it's all said and done, we all win. But you have to do your job. You know, and I get beat up for being that guy. You know, being too much of a perfectionist. But you see the little things like when a client that spends six figures of the radio station is complaining to an outside source about how unorganized it is, that's that little perfectionist thing that I instill in you guys. Because yeah, it goes exactly. a long way. So. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Yeah, that's... Uh, you got, it's just like a team. You, you got to know what your position is or you're going to be running into each other. Yeah. I can say that I didn't appreciate a lot of you the things. You want that again? No, I don't want okay. that. I will say <laughs> that I can't appreciate a lot of the, the things that you did, like teaching and instilling us after you weren't there anymore. It drove me nuts when you were there, but when you were gone, I'm like, oh, my God, this is why. We had to do this this way. This is why this had to be done like this. And I was like, oh. 
Can you name a food that when you taste it, it's not the best, but the aftertaste is delicious? Lasagna. I'm your lasagna. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I'm like that to a lot of people. <laughs> yep. You don't get it at first. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time somebody said, I didn't get it at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can just, uh, Russ Rollins in the box bit back in Orlando, uh, 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 suck for a buck bit uh, here in Atlanta. Matt Jones, our old promo person, said that to me. Uh, the afternoon guy and the cancer that he was, the market manager after the fact. Everyone came up to me afterwards and said, you were right. Yeah. I just don't know why people don't believe me at the beginning. I just don't understand it. Like, I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Maybe it's the delivery in the beginning. It's totally the delivery. It's the delivery. Well, it's, it's the bull in the china shop. And, <laughs> it's delivery. Oh, don't you preach to me about that. You're no different. <clears throat> oh, I already know. Yeah, well, I I'm know not too. in denial. I'm not you in denial. You just said you want to know why, so I'm telling you, I know why. Well, I said that to open the conversation up to the room. Yeah, <laughs> the delivery. Yeah, it's definitely to the Well, I got a good delivery. I mean, you do, sometimes. I get to the point. You get to the point. It's like this. It was extreme and then it was nothing and and i was just like can we just get in the middle here no, no <laughs> like can we get, it was like yeah. extreme and then nothing and i was just yeah. like what is happening right now like you wear te- you wear 10 hats or you have zero right <laughs> i didn't even know what to do sometimes with myself like I'm, i should be doing something i'm doing nothing uh early in my career um i i would do club gigs right i, I was learning how to do club gigs and there was this run of a club gig the club would close two weeks after. I would do a club gig that club would close two weeks after. And then it kind of became a joke where the club is closing. This is the last night. Hire Buckethead. Hire Jason. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is a real story. This was like 96, 97, 98. I think the last one I closed was Headlights. <laughs> out by UCF back in the day. It used to be uh, the old library. Uh, no, it was the old library. It was... Um, was it a strip club? Headlights. No. God, what was yeah. it? <laughs> what, was, what was it before? Headlights? Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, it was the old... They turned it into the... No, anyway. Anyway, so I, I was closing down. So when this happened, I was like, oh, I guess that's come back. I'm closing it down. I'm shutting shop shutting down. Shutting it down. <laughs> you know? Closing turn. And that's another thing. People are posting like, aren't you glad you see what happened and it's all because you left? And so, no, I'm not happy about this. People liked that radio station, whether I was there or not. You know, people had jobs. People were employed. I hate to see that. I, I hate to see I, uh, dirty politics uh, win over talent and, and livelihood and passion. Um, you know, people like Steve and Lindsay... And whoever else got fired, well, I mean, say what you want about Steve being lazy, but that dude loves what he does. I mean, Absolutely. that's his bloodline. I mean, he has to be noticed. He has to have people know who he is. He has to have people. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're in this business to have that. Uh, and when you take that away from somebody, it's, you know, it's like declawing a cat. And so uh, Lindsay loves music. She loves playing music. She loves doing that. Unfortunately, she is an undervalued talent in the business nowadays because you can take any female with a gravelly voice and throw them onto, uh, in front of a microphone and record them, and they're going to be your midday girl on 40 different radio stations across the country. So, you know, but it's over, finally. 
You know, it was it was just a it was like that fish at the end of the Faith No More video. Epic. We're just flopping around. You know. I don't know. For me it's it's uh, just a little sad to just kind of see it all just kind of crumble because it's the only station I've been on. So it's not like, oh, it's my 50th. It was like my first. <laughs> so it was my first experience, my first station. So it's like, dang, that thing's gone. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll learn as your career goes on and the, the next step, which uh, hopefully will be happening here sooner than later, that it, things are different other places. I was, I people are different. People are different. Things are different. And, you know, like I said, going back a year ago with, with the, let's call them uh, pipe bomb episodes <clears throat> is it, it, I really believe, and I just told an executive this the other day, which these are words talent should not be saying to these types of people. I said, look, we have to s- stop blaming the talent for everything. You know, I'm not saying the talent can't be wrong, but it's like uh, for the history of radio, 100% talent's always wrong. Management's always right because they were hired for a managerial position. And the reason why that is, is because they were hired by somebody higher up than them that don't want to get their asses chewed from somebody higher up than them. <laughs> right? Yeah. But the man, but yep. the talent is not, is not around all the time. So you can say and do and trash whatever you can just say they, they can be the fall guy scapegoat whatever, but there there needs to come a time now and I think it is I'm starting to see a lot of you know radio is a revolving door that was taught to me day one in radio from my mentor Johnny Magic. Um, I'm starting to see people in power being replaced with people in power that are creative that understand how to manage that understand talent, that listen, that work together. Because that's what it's all about. It's about working together. It's about finding common ground. Yep. You know, nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Let's be right together, even if I am wrong. Because that's gonna ha- that's how you're going to be able to be cohesive and move forward. If everybody has input, everybody's on the same page, there's so many things that even our show, like we could have done more of if everybody would have been on the same page. Yeah. I mean, towards the end, Brandy was disgruntled. She mm. was, she was burnt out. Her foot was out the door. You know, it was almost a good thing that she got fired uh, for stealing the cat food <laughs> because she was, yeah. she was so over it and rightfully so they treated her like crap, you know, with the contracts and stuff like that. Nate felt the same way. The only reason Nate was there, I'm assuming, the majority of the reason outside of collecting a paycheck was because of me. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. Continued. You know, uh, and, you know, Nate would take a bullet for me as I would for him. <laughs> I don't know about all Well, that. and that's like when I was leaving, it wasn't, it wasn't pitched as like, I'm done. It was pitched as, can I work remotely? And they, they said it. So I wasn't like even trying to leave. I was just going to do it somewhere else because everybody else was, I mean, we we're all working from home. Nikki doesn't believe you take a bullet for me. Sure don't. Maybe a paintball. (laughs) (laughs) You'll take a paintball. Yeah, those things hurt. I'm taking my bullet back too then. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a, but I'll go farther. I'll take a BB. Okay. You still change it from a bullet. That's right. Damn right I am. Think Keep I'm gonna, your bullet. Think I'm going to die if he ain't going to die? <laughs> yeah, because you love him that much. No. Yeah. I don't want to hear yeah. this. 
Oh my goodness! Le- le- music. Leading up to their f- their format flip this past year, I uh, I always I and I told you guys this. I said I was going to have you know it's an old radio bit that you have a funeral in the air, just because I was angry, and it, you know. But I thought about it and I'm like, it was weird when when I saw it and I kind of knew that it was happening before just from what I heard. Uh, I just felt horrible. Like, cause I know the feeling it's just, it sucks. And I like, I, there was no joy in it. There was, there was no happiness. There was, it would, it would be different if everybody got blown out and, and, and they, they flipped to, I don't know, hot AC or, you know, or magic type of station, but this was pre-planned and, and, and you know, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way that they, I knew everybody else was in denial. I told them about it. They didn't want to believe me, but they had no choice not to believe me because they needed a job. But because of one guy or two guys that can't get over the past, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of a shitty spot. It's kind of funny though, because Steve is a dude that lives in the past, right? So in Atlanta, and probably for people that listen that aren't in Atlanta, this this whole, I hope this conversation is compelling or entertaining enough for you to continue to listen because I know it's a lot of local stuff here. But so it's funny because all he talk about is the fucking 96 rock days. Like if I heard, if I heard another 96 rock story, I want to put a bullet in my head. Now their competition was 99X eventually. So it was like the new breed of rock versus the old breed of rock. 99X ended up eventually winning that battle, I believe. So there was always this riff between the two that carried on for generations, right? It's kind of like yeah. uh, um, Downton and Abbey, you know, or the Suttons, you know, that kind of thing. 99X once again wins, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's, it, that's just how it was. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. It's dead. I'll play some more of this. Yes. You and this song. <laughs> Stop playing this song. It oh is, you know, it's like the really one of the only things I'm upset or not upset, but like sad about is that they deleted all the social accounts, which first of all, that's stupid because I think the, the main page had like over 70 or 80,000 followers. So you just lost an audience that you had, had already captured, but, um, but just all the memories and stuff that we posted over there for over like almost the last decade, you know, all the different bits we did and the lives and the in-studio stuff, it's just all gone. It's deleted. So that's the only thing that's kind of sad. The radio has not learned, or even though they they say they know how to repurpose audio, they haven't learned how to repurpose audio. Yeah, to, to 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 have that content always live, you know, it's funny. You want to get rid of the past, but what you're doing now is bringing back the past. Yeah, <laughs> zero sense. Zero sense. Zero zero sense. You know, again, for the record, I wish them nothing but the best. I really do. I hope that everyone involved that had their jobs removed from their lives gets back up on the horse sooner than later. I'm sure you will all land on your feet faster than you think. Yeah. And I want everybody to have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. I take no joy in what happened because I knew it was going to happen 10 months ago. So this is not a shock to me. 
Nope, it's not a it's not a shock to me either. Oh just bullshit! You said don't it be so much. Don't say that you're like, oh, I listen to Bailey. Nobody believes me or listens to what I have to say. No, well, I, let's be I, real. Everybody saw this coming a mile away. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, like, I mean, like, but you did call it. But <laughs> I don't think anybody was actually shocked by this at all. Like, there, there is not you know? one person that I've seen comment on social media, not just our social media. But the AJC and the other social media, not one person have I seen said, oh, I saw it coming. Well, nobody's going to say that. Say but that. if you asked anyone, they said, oh, this, you know, the new morning show is terrible or the old one or whatever. We wish you guys were back. I don't listen anymore. Like, it's done. You know, I can't see it at last. Like, everybody was kind of on the same page. But but you definitely called it for sure, too. You can't think that the people don't see that what happened there and they were ba basically holding on by a thread. People were listening to the show in the afternoon because that's what people wanted. They wanted personality driven talk radio and they weren't getting that. So I don't think it was a shock for a lot of people. In my opinion, I'm just sad for the people that don't have jobs. I've been through that. I know how it feels. That's all I'm saying. You called it. Mm. Yes. So it, don't say I didn't believe you. you didn't I believe. did believe you. You don't believe me. You just said you don't believe everything I said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I said people sometimes are turned off by your delivery. Not that they don't believe you. I've watched you predict a lot of things that happen, so I can't say I don't believe you. I'm like Bailey Stradamus. <laughs> Something like Jay that. <laughs> Jay Stradamus. <laughs> you predicted a lot of You things. are. You are like that because you throw a lot of things against the wall and a couple are right. No, I, I'm unlike, unlike Nostradamus, Jay Stradamus tells it like it is. I don't say, in the year of 2022, a radio station on the continent over there will flip to a format of nothing like is seen from here. <laughs> that is true. You're a lot more, you're very more, uh, you're a lot more detailed than uh, Nostradamus. Yeah, like, dude, you're going to lose your job in 10 months. I was told that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah heads up <laughs> just saying I, I, I told him that on the phone too. our last phone conversation when he called to juice me for information about social media which i did not have uh i and in websites and stuff um uh, i said look dude listen to me calm down just listen to me you know and he tried to give me a compliment i, I will tell you you're the most organized person i've ever worked with Pfft, what the fuck dude you were lucky to have me. I babysat your ass for seven years. You should be thankful that you had me and now be pissed that you don't have me anymore. Anyway, um, I said, look, dude, the guy you're working with is going to fire you in 10 months. He's going to fire you at the end of the end of your contract. You're going to be fired by that guy. Um, maybe not by that guy, but you're going to be fired. I'm just letting you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I'll, I'll keep my eyes like, no, you don't understand. The only reason you're not getting fired right now is because they don't want to pay out your contract. You have a non, a no cut contract. They don't want to pay it out. No, no, no. Okay. 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 So like, I'm trying to warn you, dude. I'm trying, as much as I don't want to be your friend right now, I'm just trying, just make a plan B. And I hope he has. I mean, he's got like the, uh, the liquor thing going from what I heard, you know, that's cool. Um, that's really cool. Actually. I think that's neat. So I hope that's profitable. But the guy's got a wife yeah. and he's got two kids, you know, he's got a big, big house and got cars. And, you know, when he's like 50 some years old. So what sucks? Yeah, it, it is it is neat when uh, you try to collaborate with some kind of uh, alcohol company and the station supports you. That is pretty neat. <laughs> oh, no. 
Here he goes, angry Nate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying that is neat. I, th th nice. I think the difference is, is his alcohol company opened up their checkbook to the radio station. Yours did not. Yeah. Well, after a, um, a weird way of getting on the station, let's just say that. It was National Bourbon Day, remember? Oh, yeah, four weeks before. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> hey, man, I got a guest I want to book for you. It's National Bourbon Day. All right, cool, man. He's a buddy of mine. Not a problem. Bring him on. It's National Bourbon Day. No, it's not actually for another two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're on the website already. Wow, weird. <laughs> He was sneaky. I got a little sneaky. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, rest in peace, Rock 100.5. Thank you for all the good times. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to uh, learn what I've learned and meet the people that I've been able to meet. And, uh, you know, just like me and the rest of my show, minus one, we'll go about our business and continue to do what we do and see where the road of life takes us. And for those that are just feeling the effects right before Christmas time, um, you know, it sucks. And I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, we with, uh, wish nothing but the best for you guys. We really do. So how about that? Was that good? Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah. And I feel the same way as Nikki. Like it wasn't my first station, but most of my career was there. So it is sad to think about all the fun times we did have there it's and all the people we got to. Yeah, all the listeners we got to meet and hang out with and the events we did over the years. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. I just want to make sure that when this airs, there's nothing that can be taken from it that's going to make me look like a bad guy and have like the AJC do a hatchet job on me again. Are you good? Um, I think you did all right. I don't think that they can hatch it up. I mean, they're going to find negative in it, though. No one's going to listen to this and say, oh, my God, Bailey was so positive about this. <laughs> they're not going to do that. Oh, I thought I was. I thought it was extremely positive. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah, I thought you good. <laughs> Nate, but like Nikki was, oh, well, no, I'm, I'm being serious, but I think like what Nikki's saying is like that people always can spin whatever, you know, any kind of. Weird comment they'll they'll take out of context, I'm sure. We're Mr. Positive. There's going to be spinning of this. Know that. Don't think there won't when there will be. Well, fight me on it. I, I, was, I was very positive. I, I said, I'm sorry and wish nothing but the best. And, and I meant that stuff, too. I really did. You guys know that for a fact. Because I told you that off uh, the air. Mm. Yeah. Well. Why is that always the thing too? Like that you have to wish everyone the best, not you personally, but I just mean like some other people are commenting like, Oh, you know, these people have friends and family and stuff like that. Why, why do we have to ignore, you know, shitty things that people have done just cause they have, you know, a family or whatever Look, I'm not saying in, the, in this situation, but I just mean in general in society, it's like, you can't, you know, I'm sure anybody else in another job, if they had a boss that they hated or something they're they're not going to be wishing them well. So why do we have to, uh, that is, uh, that is the million dollar question. So I've done it both ways when I've been fired or let go or whatever I've commented, you know, in a very politically correct way. Thank you. And this and this and that. And, and, it was, I mean, it just happened. It was, it, it came and went. Nobody ever talked about, oh, God, Jason was great. Now, there was one time, I will say this. I was told that I got rehired back in Orlando because of the way I took my firing in Tampa. And at that time, my program director, who was my former intern, he and I butted heads, uh, but I shook his hand. I said, thank you, because I knew it wasn't 100% his fault. 
It was, it was, it was just as much my fault as it was his fault. I knew that. So why be angry at him? You know, and I told him that when we reconciled uh, not that long ago. Um, so, but in this past situation, there was so much criminal stuff going on that it should have been called out. And, 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 and historically in radio, radio people get fired and they're silent because they've got no voice, no social media, no podcasting, you know, pre all this stuff. The only thing that was would be said would be from management, and it'd be some "we wish them well in their future endeavors" you know statement, and that's only if you're a big enough name to get that in the trades. Outside of that, you're just out of a job, right? Nobody knows the story, and if there is a backstory that's not very positive, uh, you can't defend yourself. That's why I said the things I said before. My agent was furious with me; still is mad at me. I was told by another friend of mine in the business that I admire that he said to me blatantly, Jason, you can't say those things. And I disagree. <laughs> you can't yeah. say those things. No, here's the thing is radio once they say they want talent that will rock the boat. They want talent that will shock and all. They want talent that are open and honest and raw. But when we are those things, they don't want us. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> you know? well, what I hate about the industry is that it's built on personalities and, and connecting with people and being open and sharing your lives and stuff. And then when somebody leaves or, or they make them leave or they do, or they change something up, there isn't one fucking word explained to the people that have tuned in every day and invested their lives in it. You know, like when, you know, Brandy, you know, got let go, they didn't want us to talk about it. When Nikki got let go, they didn't say a fucking word about her. Um, you know, the same thing with the, the station flipping. They're not even saying, you know, they didn't even say where anybody was going or what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. It's like the news has to pull it out of them. It's like, I think you should be transparent at that. These are, you know, we've made these connections. You should be able to say, this is what's happening. You know, bite the bullet. You, you want to have a big boy job like that and, and make decisions. You should be able to confront people even with bad news. I agree. I agree. I you know, agree with that. <clears throat> you, know. you see it in sports all the time, right? I mean, like you, you see in a lot of other um, entertainment you know, businesses, you know, an actor has a problem with the director and, you know, it, he just says, this is what happened. This is just what happened. doesn't mean it should be career suicide, <clears throat> but I, I committed career. I don't think it's career suicide. I, I know it's not career suicide, but you know, I was blackballed this year based off of those, those podcasts. I mean, that is a true story. But that happens across the board in a lot of businesses. I mean, that's what the fight Monique's been fighting for the last years because she got blackballed in Hollywood because of things that she said about Oprah and um, Stanley Lee or whatever his name is. So, I mean, in every business, yeah, they want you to be their front person and out front and whatever, whatever, but they still want you to be politically correct and there are certain things they want you to say and they don't want you to say, and that's just how it is. You know, it's, it's funny that, you know, when you talk to somebody one-on-one, -on -one, they want, they want the, the Trump uh, attitude, right? They want the drain the swamp, call them out, hold them responsible, you know, fucking let's go, let's tell the truth, right? But behind closed doors, I'm sorry, behind closed doors, that's what they want. Open the doors, that's not what they want. No. It's very confusing because I'm an outspoken, honest person. I've always learned that honesty is the best policy, 
And that is the best way to deliver content. If I don't know something, I don't know something. One of the best segments I've ever heard in radio, and I'll never forget this. I'm driving in my car. I'm listening to the now retired, uh, so I'll say late great, not that he's dead, but the retired Jim Phillips, who did Afternoon Drive at Real Radio 104.1 for a gazillion years. He was one of the best ever to be behind a microphone. And he had an ensemble cast as a talk show. And the female on the show was uh, talking about some story. Like they were talking about some story and it was going nowhere, right? And you're doing a talk show. So you got 20 some minutes to film. It was just going nowhere. And he goes, it was silent for a second. He goes, oh no, this is not going anywhere. What else do we got? It was the best radio I've ever heard. It was so honest, (laughs) right? Like who does that? Like you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to say what you're talking about isn't good. That's what he essentially just said. He said, what we're talking about right now sucks. What else do you have to talk about? That's gold to me. That's awesome. Like if you watch the Bible of movies for radio, which would be private parts with Howard Stern, he started to get his voice when he screwed up on the copy that he made up. Oh, the sports store, their grand opening, or no, the sports store, I love going to this place. I I go there every weekend, blah, blah, blah. Then he finally finds the copy. Fred hands him the copy. And the grand opening is this Saturday. And he goes, folks, you know, I just realized I got caught in a lie. I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. Afterwards, his wife says, really think the show's picking up. He goes, oh, what was your favorite part? And he starts naming all these bits. And she says, no, it's the the part where you messed up on on the commercial read. He goes, really? That was your favorite? Why? She goes, because you were honest. Yeah, it's true. It's always honesty. But people, you got to, I'm going to play devil advocate here. People always say they like honesty, but very few people actually like honesty. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I agree with you. That's, yeah. that's what I just so, said. But in the year 2022, going into 2023, in the radio business, if you want to be a new age shock jock, so to speak, the bits and the lesbians and the strippers aren't going to do it. Honesty will do it. Honest about my wife and I had a fight last night because I accidentally kicked her in the face in the middle of the night. And now everybody thinks I beat her. I'm honest about that. Yeah, because it's just like how everybody likes reality TV. I had to go to the emergency room because I had a emergency hemorrhoid surgery. Who the fuck admits that on the radio? You. I do. (laughs) Yeah. You, because you know what? I know at that moment in time and you live each segment, right? You're only as good as not your show, but your segment in every segment, you have a new audience and you have to look at it that way. And I look at the podcast, the world, the same way. Every episode, we have a new audience. Somebody new might be listening. What are these people all about? What's this guy all about? You know, that kind of stuff. But I knew at that moment in time, when I was telling that hemorrhoid story as goofy and possibly gross as that sounds, you know, I, I, I had a good cast around me knowing how they were going to react, which made it better. You know, the story was Mm -hmm. good, but because of the contributions of mainly Steve, you, Brandy, Nate, Nikki, everybody made the story that much better because then I become the beta and I become the person you pick on. That's the dynamic of it. But I knew at that point in time, no one 
on any other frequency, not only in Atlanta, but across the country was the same as us. No one was telling a story about them going to get emergency hemorrhoid surgery. I agree with that. That is called exclusivity. And that's what the only thing we have. Yeah. You can play a Nirvana song. You can play an SDP song. You can play a Metallica song. You can play a Dua Lipa song, Justin Bieber song. Everybody plays them. It's not exclusive. True. That's true. But what you say and what you share, if it's compelling and compatible, that makes you exclusive. And that makes you win. That's why I'm good at what I do, because I'm exclusive. That's why Steve is good at what he does, because of the things that come out of that dude's mouth. He's exclusive. Nobody's saying the shit that he's saying. And he knows that. He's smart enough to know that. You know? So that's what makes a good air talent, if anybody is interested. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody out there is trying to get in the radio, mm -hmm, we just gave you the blueprint. Coming from the podcasters. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right, some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling, and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're gonna do both. They're gonna show up and they're gonna call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online cuttingright.com c-u-t-t-i-n-r-i-g-h-t.com female veteran owned located and servicing all around atlanta and if you mention the bs when you call you get a hundred dollars off your job experience tree removal who care all about the details customer satisfaction guaranteed 877-828-8846 that's 877-8-CUTTIN cuttingright.com And back to you, Jason. The Bailey Show podcast guest portal brought to us by Country Financial. If you need anything insurance related, 
Call Sean now, 678-519-9028. The camp agency at Country Financial, your one-stop shop to all your insurable needs. I loved him on The Walking Dead uh, as Tyrese, and he really got ripped off with one of the weakest deaths ever on the show. Uh, But he was on The Wire. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Just to name a few, he's got something big in the works for you superhero nerds like myself. Uh, But first and foremost, it's the holiday season. So our guest here has a new movie that premieres this Sunday on TV One, A Christmas Prayer. It is Mr. Chad Coleman. How are you, Chad? Living my best life, man. How are you? That's the only way to do it. Am I? <laughs> you got to live your best life, right? Sure. Yeah. I figured that out. It didn't always. It wasn't always that way. But. <laughs> you, you, you know what made me uh, learn that, Chad? My dog. When my dog was sick, we let you know. Mm. Like when you have a dog, you try to train the dog, and you're stern with the dog, and you want the dog to be perfect. And then when the dog gets to a certain age, and you love this dog, it's like a part of your life. You're like, live your best life. You want a hamburger? Have a hamburger. That's living your best life. <laughs> That's what I learned. Okay, bro. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that deep <laughs> philosophy right here, you go ahead. You go ahead and... I will ponder that for days. You, you go ahead and share that shit amongst your friends, Chad. I'm telling you, that's the real stuff. I think I will. I just say, eat a hamburger, mom. <laughs> Shut up and eat a hamburger. <laughs> that's what you need to do. That's right. It's that simple. Uh, so this 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 film, A Christmas Prayer, I was under the impression at first it was kind of a almost tongue-in-cheek. It was happy-go-lucky. You know, you're a big, lovable teddy bear type of guy, but it's not. It's like serious. And and you want to explain to everybody what it's about? Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why I chose to do the job because uh, so often you, you're dealing with Christmas movies that are fluff. And that's not disparaging. It's just they want to take the easy route. And I was very much interested in something that was real, something that was on the ground, but inspirational at the same time. So that's the hybrid nature of this. And I think that's why we're going to be an instant classic, because we're living in some really tough, divisive times. But a lot of people smell cheese and they're like, "Mm -mm, hang with it. So we want to give people something that's very relatable and, and, and represents the true challenges that men and women face all across the world. And, but yet, uh, a powerful message of redemption, a powerful message of the community rallying around each other, inspiring each other in real hope. So that's, that's the true deal. And your character, Andre Dillard, is a former alcoholic, and you're now respected pastor of a small hometown church, and you're accused of this vicious crime, and your past mm-hmm. come back uh, comes back to haunt you. And you've got to fight for your innocence and save your church. There's obviously yeah. an antagonist in this, this other guy. Um, and you get to work with the great Stan Shaw, which is amazing. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the legend, the legend, oh. man. I love that brother dearly. And the experience working with him, he, he's the funniest human being on the planet. 
and just uh, just a thoroughbred as an actor. He's amazing, man. I've been inspired by this man forever. I, I'm I'm his surrogate son, whether he likes it or not. I don't care. He's gonna be mad at me, but you you my daddy. I don't care, Sancho. You the daddy I didn't have. Is this, I don't care. Is this, I got to say it. Is this the first time you've worked with him? Yeah, man. That's part of the reason why I did it because Sancho to me is a absolute legend, man. And uh, I see a lot of myself in him. I really do. And so he was one of the people that inspired me along my journey that it is possible. You can be a big man and, and be full of that kind of talent and drive. You can get it. So I, I appreciate him to no end. And we're, we're friends to this day. And then yeah. we have the legend Marla Gibbs. Yeah. You know, who don't love Marla Gibbs? Who don't love that kind of comedic timing? And she's still doing it at 90 years old. Yeah. She gave it to me on set. She had it for me. I, <laughs> she's like, honey, news travels slowly in the South. I'm actually 30 years old. I said, all right. I said, well, hold on. I said, hold on, shorty. Shorty, what's your number? <laughs> Did she give you any, like, um, like, nuggets or wisdom as far as, like, your career goes that, like, you'll always remember something she told you on that set? Oh, just her being her. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying to her, you are a profound inspiration. You're 90. And you're, you, by virtue of you just being here right now, right. in the way that you are, so strong and, and, and just quick. And I'm like, I'm inspired. Her comeback was, honey, news travels. Slow in the south. In the south. I'm 30 years old. So... <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Yeah. She's still a force of nature. So she didn't have to say, now, Chad, this is what you need to do and things like that. She's just a force of nature alone in and of herself. But I will say this. Everywhere she went, as soon as they knew that she was in that restaurant, mobbed the people. She was at least an hour taking pictures. And she said to me, Chad, I love it. Without them, there's no me. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, that's come on now. Yep. At 90, you have every right to, to stand in the position of leave me alone. Right. No. <laughs> full gratitude. Full gratitude. That's the person she is. Sharp as a tack to the point where, like, when you're shooting, we're trying to make it so she don't have to work as hard. Mm. But she's <laughs> she's not having it. <laughs> We're like, you You can sit down. You don't even have to say, she said, honey, what are you talking about? We're doing the scene now. Then I have, this is when I'm supposed to say this. And we're trying to say, I, we know, but you don't have to cut. Yeah. Let's do the work. Let's go. That's her. It's, and I'm telling you, it was, it was, it was a man. No, no BS. This woman was absolutely incredible. It's like putting a, you know, an, an old wrestler comes back to make an appearance. You put him in a tag team match. You're like, you don't have to jump off the top rope. Just show exactly. up. That's right. <laughs> what are you That's doing, right. Sting? Just you're 60. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> no, see, her and Ric Flair have a lot of comments. Yeah. See, that's, what, that's the message I'm trying to get across today. People didn't see it coming. Marla Gibbs and Ric Flair have more in common than people want to understand. Just, you know, mold that around for a minute. If, if you walk away from anything in this conversation, Chad, you got hamburgers and Ric Flair. I mean, good stuff has come out of this thing so far. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, groundbreaking stuff, guys. St- uh, when did you fall in love with Stan Shaw? I want to go back because uh, I, 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 I want to bring up one movie in particular, and I'm sure you know which one it is. But for you of as course, an actor, no. what, what, Harlem Nights, right? Yeah, 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 but but you know as as well as um as as well as uh back Rocky, you know yeah. he, people don't even know right. It was no huge role, but yeah. I was I was clocking it for sure. Yeah. Uh, the- but uh, this dude has never not been fantastic. Whether he has a lot of real estate or very little, he always makes an impact because he's just that talented. There, the movie Harlem Nights, I've always said, is one of the most underappreciated, not just comedies, but films of all time. If you look at the cast of that movie, you yeah. you can't, I don't, you know, fight me on this. You can't find another movie with that cast. I mean, every yeah. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, I mean, just you name it, they're all there. Um, it's Stan Shaw. You know, it's 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 just one of my all time favorite movies. Love that movie. Without a doubt. And I'm telling you, to sit with Stan Shaw and for him to just speak about the experience. Guess who was he was best friends to? Richard Pryor. Really? Yeah. When when all that disaster happened with Richard, everybody's in the you know out in the waiting area of the hospital. With no access, they can't get in. Who did he say bring in? Stan Shaw. Really? This man, oh man, his father is a blues legend. His brother is a blues legend. It's it's incredible. His brother on guitar will blow you away. Prince ain't got nothing on him. You know? Eric Clampton ain't got nothing on him. His father... His father was down with BB King in Chicago. Wow. His 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 cousin was Sam Cooke. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, this man is That's good. That's good uh, DNA right there. And and he right out of the gate this guy was on Broadway yeah. in Hair. Yeah, he can sing as well, man. This dude is 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 truly amazing. For real, for real. You you strike me as a a guy that really loves your craft, but you, more than that, enjoy recognizing the the talent around you. You just seem like a guy that you're like, you're on set and you're going, you just are such a great at what you do. I want to talk to you kind of guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're only as great as the next, the person you're in the scene with. And... Ensemble is one of my favorite words. Let's do this together. We do this together. Yeah. So how do we optimize it by recognizing that and really working with each other, listening to each other, getting to know each other? That's the beauty of the experience for me. So yeah. that, that's real. And and that started in, in high school. Uh, the community aspect of it. I mean, yeah, the girls. Okay, the girls. But anyway, the community aspect of it a place that you feel at home so when i hit the set i feel at home now it doesn't always you know you respect the boundaries of those who have to do it a different way but not for me this is family y'all i mean we get to do this and all this stuff going on in the world we really get to do this and i've never lost that 
you know, just that gratitude, just like Marla was saying, for for the business. So many people want to do it that cannot do it. Yeah. So well, it seems like a lot of gratitude. It seems like most of the cast for a Christmas prayer has either worked together on It's Always Sunny or Ozark or Cobra Kai. Um, a lot of, you know, Atlanta film stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you did The Walking Dead, obviously you're filming down in Sonoy. Um, and so uh, is that like you just this movie comes about and you're like, hey, what's up, Bill and Fred and Sarah and you know, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And that's, the, again, that's that community appreciating being able to be creative together. So, yeah. But more than anything, uh, Jamie McCoy Langford, the producer, uh, that's her taste. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like if you got a chance to put together your starting five, she has that kind of taste. She has that kind of eye. And so, you know, like minds, like minded. And uh, you just create an environment that was, it was a beautiful experience. I think that's going to resonate in the film because you you can't make up chemistry. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that that's that's that special sauce that you can't make up. So when it's there, oh, it just creates a vibe and energy and aura on set that everybody appreciates. How pissed off were you when you read how you were going to die and be killed off The Walking Dead? Because you had like one of the worst deaths ever for such a big character. See, you be saying all this madness. <laughs> Let me explain one thing here. I do not see it that way at all. all right. So I'm listening to you say it. It makes me laugh. Because you do sound like a lot of people when I go and do the cons. Mm-hmm. They are fervently with you. Mm-hmm. They are. They're like, man, what was that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, to me, it was a beautiful homage to who this man truly was. So if you only watched that episode standalone, you knew who Tyrese was. That's what I felt with it. I thought, I thought it couldn't have gone any better than that. But that's the beauty of it, right? Your perception, my perception, you know. Yeah, but you were vastly different. Your character in The Walking Dead is you were you were a protector. You were you you know, you were a big guy, but you weren't, mm-hmm. you know, the the alpha as like don't mess with me. Everybody liked you. You were like a bull. You 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 mm-hmm. you, you but you could hold your own. So you, you had a very interesting role. You know, it was unlike, you know, like, oh, it's right. the, the big guy. He's there and he's going to he's gonna take right. care of everything. You worked well. To, you get bit in a room by a kid. And it's like, what the, you know, mm-hmm. you would think that, that true. you would have gotten bit protecting somebody. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, I think at that point we were trying to deal with it. And if I had to go back and do it again, of course, I might have made some tweaks. But... At that point, you were dealing with the vulnerability of the man facing the train wreck of this post-apocalyptic world on the kid, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a, that's like a father looking at his son's life playing out before him, and it's an absolute train wreck. It's a mess. And so at that moment, he was lost in the vulnerability of that and didn't see what was coming. That I think that's a part of it. And then it also was very much about, for them, it was never for me, that type of vulnerability couldn't sustain. And so it had to go down like that. And, and his, 
his heroic nature is embedded in his vulnerability. So that's kind of like where I, what, what I saw. And then you saw the whole community rally around this man because of who he was to them. And uh, but hey, guess what? Doesn't always work out. Gotta go, gotta go. If you could go back, hypothetically speaking, and pick your own death, how would it have been? Just as it was. No, that's that's not true. That's that's not true. <laughs> that's there's no way that's true. That's not happening. It's just it's not. I know it's not true. You know, you'd want like a Herschel death. You want it too? No. Okay. See, I see what you're getting at now, because you know, in the graphic novel, Herschel's death was my death. So you know, they play the show game with the show. Right. But the truth of the matter, the Daryl Dixon did not exist in the graphic novel. Yeah. Daryl Dixon becomes pretty much arguably the most popular character on the show. Right. He does. Well, he definitely recalibrate, does. They got to recalibrate my Tyrese. TV Tyrese had to be different because the truth of the matter is in the graphic novel, I'm beside Rick in that way. So we had to do something different with it. Yeah. But- That's a part of why you, are you, the way you feel, I think. are you trying to tell me, Chad, you wouldn't have liked that kneel down before Zod samurai sword to the throat death to off Tyrese from the walking dead versus I'm in a bedroom and some zombie kid bites my arm. Come on. I'm trying to tell you that it was a really beautiful, honorable death. Because the community tried everything they could to save him. That tells you about the value of the man. And so when that man is no longer there, his spirit is in all of them. And if you, if you slow it down, you will find his character calling and speaking to each of them as the series continues. That's how I see it. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to tell you that it could have been cooler. That's all. It's not your fault, but I'm just... <laughs> You can tell me everything you want to tell me. I'm just trying to tell you what I'm telling you. You know, eat a hamburger, live your best life. You know. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so, so we got a Christmas prayer, a Sunday, December 11th, TV one, seven East, six Central. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we know about the Walking Dead and all the other stuff. So, so you, you, this is big for you, right? This, your upcoming, the third season of the CW Superman and Lois. You're going to take on the villain, DC villain, of yep. Bruno Mayhem. Yes, Mannheim. Mannheim, Bruno sorry, Mannheim, yeah. yeah. Who, yeah. in the comics, is, um, is is a gangster, you know? I mean, he's a, he's a scumbag gangster. Perhaps. He's loved Perhaps. by the city, but he's got, he's pulling the wool over. He's pulling the wool, he's hornswoggling people. <laughs> Let me tell you something, my son. <laughs> you have quite the way with words Thank and you. descriptions. Thank Let you. me help get you Please. on track. Yeah. Bruno, Bruno Mannheim is a self-made man. He comes from the what people thought was the backwash of Metropolis. No one gave two issues about these people. He transformed that community. He's a beautiful human being who loves and cares about his people. Mm. How he has to go about it 
is the way many go about it, but you don't hear that narrative about them. Mm. So he's kind of like you hear he's kind of like Bumpy Johnson, an American gangster. You, you know what? You you have a few strands of intelligence in there somewhere, Ooh, and I, that <laughs> you're Bumpy. That's <laughs> so I got to mess with him. Yeah, that's a good example. That's a that's a nice to me. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, analogy or comparison. Yeah, man. That's something like that to give it context. But even deeper, he's he's more vulnerable than than you see Bumpy being. But yeah, I, I like that. I'll, I can go with that. Well, I'll tell you right now, any conversation, any interview you have moving forward with your career, you will never in that time span hear about hamburgers in life. You'll never hear about your death as passionate as I am with The Walking Dead. Uh, and you'll never, ever get the Bumpy Johnson analogy. I'm telling you that right now. Bro, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to hate at all. I, I see you shining. I see it. Right. I feel it. I, I think this has been a... I love this interview, man. You know, you, you keep a brother on his toes. I, I like that. I do. Yeah. See, Nikki. I just your laugh. I, I hear your laugh. Then why are you laughing, nigga? You laughing? Come talk to me. That's what she does all the time. Talk to me. She makes what fun you, of me. She's a bully. Is what she is, Chad. She's a bully. I'm not a bully. Oh, my <laughs> it's just you funny. You as a bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she beats me up. Does he strike you as somebody who can be bullied? Let's be for real. So what are you laughing okay. at? That's what we want to know. Because he said you have a few strands of intelligence, and that was, that was pretty <laughs> hilarious to me. <laughs> Not many, but a few. <laughs> well, I'm glad y'all got your little laughs. I give as good as I get. You know, I, I come from I come from the dozens, baby. I come from sitting on the porch just talking itch to each other. So that's the quality I love about him. Did uh did you film uh, Chris's prayer in Atlanta? Because I'm I'm guessing with all the stuff that you've done, you've done a lot of filming here. No, no, no. Uh, that was in Savannah. You know. Oh well, so Georgia. Skipping a jump. Yeah. yeah, same same deal. Yeah, it was beautiful down there. Yeah. Got to bring my family down, and uh, Savannah itself, all the history, the city, that was just amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we 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 had an amazing time down there. You yeah. know, but it was hot. It was hot. Did you go on a ghost? Did you go on a ghost tour? I didn't. My my son and his mother did. Why didn't you go? Because I was working. Because I was working. Like you know, I mean, I'm the lead in the film. And one thing about me, I'm not going to show up unprepared. (laughs) Hey y'all, I ain't ready. I was on a ghost tour. (laughs) (laughs) I got drunk on a ghost tour. Exactly. Sorry, Mr. Shaw. I I forgot my lines. I was drunk on a ghost tour. I was on a ghost tour. Ooh, I was on a ghost tour. No, I I have to do my work first. As long as my family's having fun, cool. When I can, I can. But yeah, no, I have to do my work. Yeah, you can't go to Savannah without leaving, you know, and not going on a ghost tour. It's kind of a thing. Um, but I, I, I was, I did other things. We, we, when I had time. We were all over that place so, oh. uh, with all the history and all the, you know, the things you can see. We, we, we were all in. I just didn't, the timing didn't work out for me to do the ghost tour. What about uh, Superman and Lois? Where are they filming that? I'm in Vancouver right now. Oh, that, oh so you're yeah. filming that right now. Oh, yeah. That's the other, yeah. like, hot spot, right? Vancouver. That, that's correct. 
Toronto and, and Vancouver, they, these are hubs of much production, television, film. It's going down. And it's a beautiful place, and I'm into nature and all that. So I'm, I'm having a fantastic time. So now that we're talking to Chad, he's in Vancouver. He's filming the character that I just made, the brilliant analogy of Bumpy from American <laughs> Gangster. Here's what's going to happen. He's not talking about this right now, but I'm reading eyes. He's going to go and watch American Gangster right now after we're done talking, and he's going to take some of that Bumpy into his character, Bruno Mannheim, in Superman and Lois, and you'll see it when it airs, all because of me and my brilliant analogy. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Yes, sir. Who was I just texting with? Who is Marquand Smith? Marquand Smith, uh, Smith. Smith is... Well, the creator of American Gangster? Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> the creator of the show, Godfather of Harlow. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. Already, that was already queued up. That's my guy, man. Uh, so, as you, you know, as you look around to make, uh, to give context to what you're doing, you know, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, Mark Juan is my guy. Just, just texting him because. They're about to come out in January for the new season. And that's one of my favorite shows. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with because of the great stuff that I've been saying is to mention the BS at some point in time, the Bailey Show podcast, or maybe wear something on your body as your <laughs> Bruno. That's your out. I, I'm just throwing Get stuff one of our out. stickers. Yeah. <laughs> throwing stuff out. Yeah. Sticker to your costume. Now, I'll just say, you know what? I'll put a line in and I'll just say, I ain't taking no BS. There you go. Ah! That'll, be, that'll be it. Strong. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Nate, question for Chad before we let him go. Yeah, Chad, I loved you as Cuddy in The Wire. Um, when you guys were filming, did you know that it was going to be a, as big and have such a cult following as it did? Uh, there's really no way to know that, bro. But but did I sense it? Yeah, because I came in in season three. So I had the opportunity to watch one and two. And Wood Harris and I used to be roommates in New York. So I was tuning in for sure. And uh, our buddy Stingray, that he's a rapper and he's from Chicago. The three of us were together and this is his shirt. So if you, if you want to check that out. But... Uh, for me, yes, I, I I sensed something great was brewing, and uh, and I love being able to represent Cuddy. I I love redemption in a very real way, no fluff. Watch this man do what people say they want to see, how they want you know, cross that bridge to watch him do that and realize that most time people are still more interested in the villain per se uh for me it was an honor to play that role and i think it's it's one of the most profound characters to come out of the wire series did you get that shirt for free or did he make you pay for it he made me pay because <laughs> no, i'd send you my shirt for free just to let you know. <laughs> All right. so it's first king's merchandising y'all yeah. First Kings merchandise. So, but yes, he gave to me free, and he's still fighting a good fight to to let the world hear what he's doing as a master rapper. So, we, Stingray at Instagram. I gotta do that for my friends. Uh, yeah, we should. So that's he, what's going on. He should. By the way, if he's selling shirts to the public, 
and you're wearing them and you're talking about them yeah. as you do, yeah. you know, promotion for your movie, he should have, you know, you should have Coleman 20 to get 20% off your next order or something like that. Yeah. You know, a discount Ooh, code. Yeah. Discount. It's like, you know, oh, if you're listening to this right now, my buddy's got these awesome oh. t-shirts, hip hop lifer. And you know, it's for this cause and stuff. And oh. you know, Coleman 20, you get 20% off, you know, it's just say, gotta get your discount code. Hamburgers, discount codes. I mean, <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Give me the next one. I mean, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you an invoice here after this conversation. All right, I'm sending you an invoice. Ten percent of whatever you make off of uh, Superman and Lois. No, I just see a reality TV show for you. I really do. You, you got so much to offer people. You should just all come in. And you say, I'm going to show you how I can enhance your life. <laughs> no BS. I, no BS. I, I I'm going to show you I've been, how I can change your I'm going to elevate you. You've elevated me. That's I know what he that. does. That's I'm, what he already does. And let me tell you something. No BS. I'm so glad I had this experience this morning. See? Yeah. I walk away a better actor. I walk away a better <laughs> businessman. Mm-hmm. God, what more can I ask for? Thank You're, you so much. Don't forget philosophizer. I mean, with the hamburger stuff, you know, that is hamburgers are life. So I mean, I'm still scratching my head on that one. Yeah. And look, while we're talking about rappers, the Lady of Rage, does she play your wife in the, in the Christmas movie? No, no, she's my best friend. Oh, and, you know, okay. uh, she's my best friend and she is... You already know, speech to the choir. <laughs> this woman, incredible. What should have went down with her career? Yeah. When you go back and listen to her, oh, there are many that should be tipping their wig to her. Definitely. Get it? Definitely. Tip that wig yeah. to her. Nikki wears because wigs. She was rocking it. Nikki wears I mean, wigs. And that ain't no discouraging <laughs> statement. Yeah. It's just having you fun. Gotta put but my yes. Out. Well, she I mean, was amazing. He, and she's a fantastic actress. She should have her own show. I mean it. And Chad, I think it's going to happen. Chad's, talk, she's, Chad's she's talking about wigs. And I'm just letting him know He's you He's not talking wigs. about my wigs. That's that's nothing for you to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't ooh, know the oh, rules. Boy, you better. Ooh, you, you better. Hold on. It's, in, it's, it's important for you to understand the backstory for this. For years, I didn't know she was coming to work wearing a wig. I thought it was she just changed her hair every morning. Then one day I found out I was shocked and I said, Nikki, there's no need to do that. Let me see your natural hair. So to prove a point, she wears her natural hair the next day. It was beautiful. She looked like Whoopi Goldberg at the end of the first sister act. It's all flowed out, you know, it looked great. And I said, why do you wear wigs? You look fantastic. There's no need for you to go through all this trouble. And she, to this day, fights me on it. So. Yeah, man, because. Hers is hers. She own. She has ownership of all of her. However, she want to enhance it. Yeah. That's all her. Well, her enhancements are her own. I agree. It's just for you to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And shut your mouth, about, man. Shut your mouth. <laughs> cut, cut, don't say no more about that. Who uh? Who is this lady of rage? I'm unfamiliar with her. She's a. Uh, I get rough messed up with my, my Afro puffs. Hey, rock yeah. on with your bag. It's uh, Snoop's cousin, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This woman, incredibly talented rapper. Uh, she she's in my top five for sure. Really? Uh, it's just yeah, timing wise, what was going on was the whole East Coast West Coast beef, mm-hmm. and so she got kind of caught up 
you know, the label got distracted and didn't give her due attention. But when you go back and listen to it, you, I mean, the talent is through the roof. So she Everybody, would, she was so pre-Snoop Dogg. And all of them. Mm-hmm. She would be pre-Snoop Dogg, right? Mm, not yeah. Uh, and no, 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 no. In the, in, no, Snoop was already doing his thing because, you know, remember with the, the whole East Coast, West Coast beef and Snoop involved. at the Source Awards. Y'all ain't got no love for me. Yeah. Y'all ain't got no love for me. Right. So it was during that time. It was in the heart of that time. See, I think old school. I'm NWA guy. Don't. Please don't. I'm do not that going right to, but this I'm just saying when you go, you know, that. like when you talk the beefs, uh-huh. I go back to. You going way 80s. back? We we Biggie Tupac. Yeah, you're era. Biggie Tupac. Era. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there with yeah, you. Okay. I, I, but, I see but, it. But yeah, I mean, you know, we all know NWA for sure uh, for what they were able to do for what were going, what was going on in the streets of uh, of LA proper, what was happening in South Central and places like that for Don't. sure. That that's what they were able to do. Like they were able to tell. That level of struggle. Let's talk about and, something else. Of course, connected. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> right. right. he's going to try to rap for you, and you don't want to hear not. it. I, I promise no. you. He did the same thing when we talked to Ice Cube. It's embarrassing, uh-uh. and I don't even want to go down that path today. It is embarrassing. I, I don't want to go. And down I'm down not that very path. good at. All right, I'm going to be. I'm be honest with you because I go through this myself, yeah. and I didn't do it, but you know, I did rap for Lady of Rage. I have rapped <laughs> for Ice T. And you know, <laughs> folks like this, I have. I have. Oh, you guys are secretly like, brothers. But full appreciation. So I do. I hear you. And listen, man, I'm just saying the space is open right now. Let's go. <laughs> I don't like the cultural police to say you can't express yourself. So give if me- you need to give me three bars. You know, not even sixteen. We don't have the time. You go. You oh, go man. first. You give me something, and from a, one of your favorite songs, and then I'll go. I think this is healthy. This is good. Go ahead. You first. This is a classic, intricately established. Weave like a basket. So put the cash in and pass it, because you've been passing it to. I'm just getting started, and you for gazes is through. I'm that brown brother, make it do what it do. Rap style so smooth like the bottom on the baby, like new now flow on fresh cuts, nice and wavy. Born in the era of the stocking cap. Way before that do-rag and that gangster rap, when my daddy was pushing cottage wearing wide brim hats. Even when he went to church, he was always sapped. Whoa, that's, that's, that's good. Boom. That was good. But well, what you about to do I haven't do even done anything not- yet. You're so negative. See what I'm saying? She's so bully. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Clear your throat. Oh to the people over here, to the people over there, to the people, the people, the people from everywhere watching this show, paying top dollar because they know when I'm on the stage, I'm in a motherfucking rage. Yo, Dre, what up? Why don't you get the 12 gauge? Let's show them how easy does it. You punks want to make something of it? Get up, run up, step up. What's up, sucker? You don't want any of this. You're a dirty motherfucker. All right. All right. I see where you come from. <laughs> the hard streets of Severna Park, Maryland. <laughs> you should have did the pre-roll before we let this out into the public. Put my hood up. <laughs> she tried to warn me. Oh Put my hood up. Look at this. But you didn't listen to my warning. So you, you, you wanted to battle rap. So here we are. I actually thought that was. Here we are. I thought that went well. Nate. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. I thought, oh my goodness! I am totally <laughs> floored right now. I'm sorry. Look, 
my Getty Murphy and the, and the Nutty Professor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I actually we think that, never, that that went that better. Never come across your earwaves. <laughs> I'm sorry he did that. Mm. I'm sorry. But I, I think Chad, deep down inside, you enjoyed that. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep coughing? For reasons, for reasons that I will not divulge right now. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot better than your death on The Walking Dead. I'll tell you that right now. How about that? <laughs> All right, look, we're gonna, we're gonna let you go. Um, if you ever if you if you ever want to come back on, <laughs> I hope you do. do, bro. I'm gonna come back on yeah. for uh, Superman and Lois. Okay, a thousand percent. I promise you. I have to have more of this. <laughs> I need this BS in my life. Sure. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, subscribe. Pay us five bucks a month. <laughs> Uh, okay, I so I've, I've got your phone number now. Um, so there's a chance I might send you little rap ex, uh, little rap videos every once in a while. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I'll t- just let me prompt you. Yeah, hit me with it, and then I'll prompt you to say when I need it. And I'm <laughs> at my lowest. <laughs> But things look incredibly bleak, and I just can't seem to laugh. I'm gonna need you to send me that. Do you want to have a safe emoji? You know, like a safe word, but it's a safe emoji. You just send that to me. Yeah, okay. Then we'll know. Oh my god, you're hilarious! Thank you for this. All right, uh, Christmas prayer. Uh, Sunday, December 11th, 7 East, TV One, 6 Central. It is the fantastic, uh, the amazing, oh-so-talented Chad Coleman. Chad, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thanks for for goofing with us and everything. And uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and best of luck. And we'll talk to you in the new year, okay? Salute. Happy holidays. This is a lot of fun. I'm going to do this again for sure. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. Creategraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E 
G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X.net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Got a couple little tidbits I want to throw out here. First and foremost, uh, Andrew Sparks' wife, Studio Designs, the Sparkies, you know, they they sponsor Brandon's segment. Yeah, Brandon's yeah. segment. Anyway, Andrew Sparks' wife, she, like, draws pictures of your pets. She's absolutely amazing. Check out my social media. She did one of Tim Toots. Did you see it, Nate? I did. Actually, you sent it to me before he, he gave it to you. He said, I'm working on a surprise for Bailey. Yeah, that was very sweet. And she, I mean, like, that's remarkable. She's extremely talented. That's a really good picture. I just looked up there and saw it, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, when did you get that picture drawn? Hey, Godzilla, you just broke my microphone again. I don't know what's going on with this microphone. I mean, you just it ripped just it off and didn't even. breaking. You didn't even pay attention to it. You just ripped it off. No, I heard it, but I didn't want to bring attention to the fact that it occurred. I was just going to be smooth, pick the thing up, keep talking. But of course, you got to be like, oh, you tore up the microphone. She ripped it off like you need a turkey leg at Universal. No, I didn't. Oh, I, I watched it. But you see, I just ripped it off. Just kept talking. Yep, just yeah. breaking shit. It's all good. Uh, so anyway, if you if you, this is a great Christmas prize. You know, you can find her on Facebook and Etsy. Right? I think we might have a link off our website. If not, you know, Andrew Sparks is easy to get a hold of. He's on all of our social media. She doesn't have a website, so you're gonna have to search for. Her. But um, she's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yes, yeah, a great yeah, job. Looks great. great yeah, looks really really good. Second thing I want to bring up. <clears throat> Is uh, before you leave today, mm-hmm. I want you to take a black bean burger with you. Oh, I will. I'll be hungry too because I'm already hungry. Are you a black bean burger girl? I've never had one. Um, I've had the Beyond Meat burgers before. Okay, Nate, are you a black bean burger guy? Uh, I've had them, but I'm not. I'm not going to pick it over a normal burger, probably. Okay, so as a griller, it's almost sacrilegious, right, to talk about anything other than meat. But lately, I've been craving black beans. Black beans are good for you. They're really, really good for you. So uh, I, be, I, I just woke up one day and I was like, I, I, I want a black bean burger. And I've had like one before. And it was good. And it was thick. And it was, you know, the size of like a big hamburger. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm, I'm assuming if I go to the grocery store, they'll have them like they have the Bubba burgers. You know, they'll have a bunch of them in a box. You know, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm assuming it's going to be pretty cheap. I mean, we're talking about beans here. Black beans are not expensive. I know we're, you know, inflation and everything, but black beans are not expensive. It's there. No way it's going to be as expensive as killing a cow. That's ridiculous. Holy shit. You more. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like six bucks for four little sausage patties of these things. 
It's obscene, ridiculous, and they're not even that good, the frozen ones. Oh, I was about to say, have you tried them? Do you even know what they taste like? Yeah, I bought them. I was like, all right, is this what I got to do? I got to do it. The first place I went to didn't have them. The guy walked around the Kroger with me. He couldn't find them with me. Yeah, that's why I got mine from Kroger, because they have like a whole section for the organic foods. So then I went to uh, like a Sprouts, and I found them. But they didn't have the burgers. They just had the little sausage patties. So I was like... All right. And then I finally found the burgers and the burgers aren't even burger burgers. They're burgers, but they're not thick burgers. They're like thin patties. I was like, this is not what I want. So uh, I was very disappointed. You want something girthy. Uh, yeah, I want something <laughs> girthy in my mouth. <laughs> and so Rach said, uh, she offered, she goes, how about I make them for you how you'd want them? She's she the best. She is. You you are so lucky to have her. You have no idea. You, you have no idea. I, how do you want them? <laughs> he wants them girthy. He I just told them, you. Yeah. Well, so they put a lot of like <laughs> filler in the for some for some reason everybody feels like peppers and onions need to be in everything. Tomatoes. I hate all three of those things. And so like the the ones the frozen ones that I bought had a lot of filler of peppers and stuff like that. And you can hear crunchies and I didn't like it at all. Um, and so I, I, I want what I like. I want black bean. Uh, I want corn, mushrooms, you know, stuff like that. And so she made burgers, you know, you put egg and she put some, you know, this stuff and that, you know, all this little stuff to make a good burger. And uh, they came out amazing. And, you know, I bought the, I mean, black beans, right? I mean, there can't, did you get the Goya brand? No, I got fucking Kroger brand. It's a black oh. bean. How? I mean, <laughs> do you grow a black bean better than another black bean? Is it grass-fed black bean? I mean, like... The Goyas have seasoning and flavor in them that the regular ones don't. Yeah, I just, I mean, like, I find it absurd that there are different brands of black beans at different prices. Yes, there's different flavors to them. No, but they're all, like, a black bean. They're original. They're not flavored. There's, like, Kroger brand... There's the Green Giant brand, and then there's some orange brand. Goya. And I'm like, it's a black bean, dude. It's just not like an Angus steak. For I mean, I, I get the meat thing, but. Isn't that every product anywhere? It I mean, is, every product at the store, you, there's a, the name brand, and then there's the, the grocery store brand. Oh, and I'm a name brand. I mean, I'm a, I'm a grocery store brand guy. Yeah, me too. Great value all day. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the exception of a few things. But anyway, yeah. so, so, you know, I, I just loaded up on these black beans. You know, it was like they came four in a, in a case or whatever. It was a couple bucks, you know. So all the money, the money that we spent to make like 12 black bean burgers and four cans made like 12 was less money or about the same money as it would have been for me to buy four of their fucking frozen patties. That you wouldn't like all the stuff in them anyways. Yeah. So you came out on top. And I can't stop eating them. I had one for dinner. had one for breakfast. I have it with eggs. It's delicious. Say, what do you eat it with? That's what I was just about to ask you. You can eat it with anything. So did you put it on like a bun? You put ketchup, mustard? Well, you try to stay away from the carbs. You know, you could put it on a wheat bun if you're, if you're down with that. But like uh, last night I had, I, I put a couple pickles on it and I squirted some mustard on it. And you just ate it like that? Mm-hmm. Mm. It was delicious. Mm. And then this morning, I, uh, I, I made an an, uh, an omelet, and I had it next to my omelet. 
What'd you have in burger, omelet? Burger omelet? Sounds good. Yeah. No, I didn't put it in the omelet, but it's not a bad idea. Because no. you could mush it. It's mushy. You could yeah, mush it. Yeah. Yeah, chop it up, throw it in there. I had mozzarella cheese, turkey bacon, some hot sauce, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Pretty simple. Ran out of feta. Usually do feta. Feta's okay. good for you. Anyway, I want you to take a black bean burger. I will. That was my second thing. I told you I had a bunch of these little tidbits in this last segment. Nothing really pressing. I'll get to the... I eat bean pies, too. The 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 news anchor's banging. I do want to bring that up. But here's the third little tidbit thing. Do you guys remember the guest that we had on Matt Wright? The crocodile wrangler from Australia? Yeah, I think it was just you and I that was on that one. Okay. Have you seen the views of the videos from him? I mean, just like the little snap that we put out. And we only put out one. No, no, because it was a while ago, right? A couple of weeks. It's like 20,000 views. Oh, really? So I guess there's some big, the, the clip that at the time Pee Wee was doing our video stuff, the clip that we pulled was of me asking him, and I saw this last minute when I was prepping, there was a story about a helicopter crash and his name was involved. I didn't know much about it. I just thought I'd bring it up uh, just because I saw it and it was interesting. And so we briefly talked about that and he said what he had to say. I guess this is a big deal in Australia right now. This, this, he's going to be arrested for like Whoa. the death of this guy, people are saying. He's going to be arrested. Wow. Well, what did he do? Did you get the details? No, I don't. That's that's the thing. I don't know much about it. I haven't researched it. Oh, it says him and his family flew in the same helicopter that crashed and killed a friend. I wonder what they're going to blame him, though, for it. He explained it. So I think we should probably take the full-length video and post it. Mm. Oh, it says yeah. he's his shocking confession after the crash that he killed his best friend. Oh, yeah. did he tell you that, Bailey? I don't remember. I don't remember the conversation. Ooh. I don't know. If you could find, if you could let me know what episode that was, so I can go grab the video. I'll post the full length video up on on the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for it now. But yeah, it's, I looked at it the other day, and I just keep getting notifications of people commenting on it. I'm like, Jesus! Like, why is everybody commenting on it? And then there's a lot of tags. On yeah, he's people. already been arrested. He's out on bail right now. Really? He's on bail with strict conditions. Wow. Yep. Do I, so did I, I, I still don't understand exactly why he's being held responsible. Can't be held responsible. Cause he, and he was saying, I, I don't remember exactly how all that conversation, but I do remember him saying that it was like a family friend since, like since forever. Like he'd watched this person grow up. So I don't know why they would charge him with it. Unless he was driving a helicopter. They're saying something was wrong with the aircraft, and I guess they're trying to say that he knew something was wrong with it, and he's saying he didn't know because there's no way he would have been on the craft just days before with his family if he knew that something was wrong with it. Yeah. Episode safety. 109. 109. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, like that that's a pretty good defense. If I knew something was wrong with an aircraft, I'm not getting on it myself. <laughs> yep, and that's what he's saying. Like, he, he couldn't have purposely known or let his friend get in a craft knowing something was wrong with it if he just flew in it himself. So he said he's going to clear his name and get back to what he loves doing. He was a great interview. Yeah, super nice guy. Way cool. Really knowledgeable. Yeah. 
So it's sad to see that he's got to go through all this stuff, but I mean, good for our views, right? I mean, yeah. like people from all over the, they're like Australian people that are keep sharing it. They're like, listen to this, Mike. <laughs> yeah. A lot of crikey comments. Crikey. <laughs> Put another podcast on the Bobby. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so unfortunate though. They'll Look tag, at us in the in the midst of some something else. They'll tag, on. they'll tag, they'll tag their person and then they'll hashtag Crikey. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> All right. That was the third thing I want to bring up. And before we get to everything's better with fuck, I do want to bring this up. I'd feel like a disservice if we don't talk about these two individuals. Because thankfully, this is the kind of news we need more of. It takes away from politics. If I hear another fucking Warnock, Herschel Walker, Jesus, I just wish both of them would get on a boat and sail far away uh, <laughs> and then just leave me alone and stop sending me paper. If I ever ran for office, you know what I would say? I'd say the first thing is I'm not going to send anything to your house. I'm not going to spend money on people blowing up your phone. Instead, I'm going to give all that money to charity. I win. <laughs> <laughs> But instead, these people spend all this money on the stupid paper. Like, like there's a dude that uh, um, is in the real estate world, and he's got his marketing. He sends out a package, like a big, large envelope of printed material. Wasting trees. And I'm going, mm-hmm. like, we don't even open it. We just drop it in the trash can. Wasting yeah, trees. Such a waste. I, I, and I tried to explain to him at one time. I'm like, dude, that's not, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with print, but all this, I mean, you're sending a, a homework assignment. I, it's like a, it's like your taxes. It's how thick it is. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so here's the story. Amy Robach, TJ Holmes. You guys familiar? Yeah, those are those two. News- this is right up your alley. These are those two newscasters that got bested. Put on ice by ABC, story says. It's reportedly a temporarily a temporary move while the network figures out what to do. So these two, not that it matters, but Amy's white, TJ's not. Um they they had an affair with their significant others. They had an affair with their significant others. I yeah. thought they had an affair with each other, and both of them are married. That's what I meant. Oh, you saying their significant, well, significant others, others, like all four of them are in together, is how it sounded to me. Oh, well, that's not what I meant. No, they they, they were cheated missing. on their husbands once. They did, yeah. and initially well, the network them. wasn't even going to do anything. The only reason I feel like they're suspending them now is because all the backlash they're getting from people and social media and other outlets because they weren't going to do anything to them. Yeah, why should we care though? Because people want right. to talk about affairs and... No, 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 no. It's fun to talk about, but yeah. but why should ABC care? Like, that's their personal life. I mean, they haven't killed anybody. Well, only thing I'm wondering is if they have any type of um, clause. Some some jobs yeah, morality do have clause. the clauses in there or um, fraternization clauses where you can't be sleeping with you know people you yeah. work with. So if they had that sort of clause then that would be a reason. But if they don't, then of course not. Probably this time of year, they have a Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't get that one out. (laughs) 
But the biggest thing is if they don't have a fraternization clause, then yeah, it's really like, okay, they cheated on their spouse. It's not our business. But again, they're public figures. We talked about this even in radio. When you have contracts, morality clauses are in there. So they could have violated that sort of stuff. Possibly. You are mm-hmm. correct. Sources say the married GMA hosts, Good Morning America host, have been dating for months. Here's the thing is that, and by the way, the the the, the woman was married to actor Andrew Shue, who's a stud muffin, right? So she cheated on Andrew Shue, and he was, uh, like, over the top in love with her. Uh, it's kind of shitty. But here's the thing, is we don't know, like, what goes on behind closed doors. Like, they could have had a shitty relationship in their marriage, and it was ending anyway, and they just happened to find something in each other. You just don't know. Right. So, yeah. um, I mean, we all just speculate that they got horny one night and started banging. I mean, yeah, when you well, work, yeah, they, with they some, work together. Yeah. I was just going to say that when you work with somebody, you're around them all the time. 24 a, you could have a little chemistry there. So I met my first wife. You work with her. I did. Okay. Yeah. I met a lot of girls at work back in the day. You could, you know, you yeah. could, you know, that was the, 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 like, that was the best place to do it because, you know, yeah, well, that, and that's like how 95% of uh, celebrities meet. Usually when you see a celebrity couple that's married, you're like, oh, yeah, we worked together on the set of blah, 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 and just hit it off since then. They just uh, got together from working. So is it good or bad to dip your pen in the company ink? Bad. It's bad. Yeah, I'm, I am a firm believer of not sleeping where you pee. Like it, it a lot of times Ew. ends very badly. That was unless it's like, cold. My ana- my analogy was so much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the that isn't the phrase like shit where you eat. Yeah. Or well, I didn't want to say that, Nate. I said a PG version. <laughs> hey, you don't want to be sleeping in your pee either. So I, I can I can fuck with that. <laughs> I wanted to say the PG version. It doesn't. It does not end well. Like any time I've dated a guy where I worked, it, it was bad. We were in the first thing we were talking about, you know, honesty and that's honesty sells. That's, that's the, I believe the new version of shock jocking is just to be honest because people don't expect you to be honest. Uh, especially when you're honest about things that people aren't normally honest about, i.e. hemorrhoid sur- or emergency hemorrhoid surgery. The example I gave in the first segment. So the ratings for good morning America has jumped. They've jumped <laughs> after this news came out. But ABC will continue to brush it under the rug. You know they will. But see, here's where we need to do things differently. It is what it is. It's obvious. Let them go on the air. And I think they did briefly kind of discuss it a little bit. Now, again, they're news people. So they're phony balonies as is. Um, Now, they are talk news people. So they have a little bit of the off teleprompter in them. But not much. So... I would just be like, look, the first five minutes of the show today, you guys go ahead and talk about what's going on. Well, she, she. And over to you, Barney, with the sports. <laughs> you know? She has. I don't even made think they statement. need to say anything. You talk, it's just great content. If it were, if it were uh, two celebrities that are in the same boat, it would be a story on their show. Right? Yeah, but yeah, but that, that's not what this job is. Isn't this job like announcing the news or whatever, or, or, you know, just talking about 
It's a, like, no, if, if they, if they're adopting a child or, you know, they got a DUI or whatever, I don't give a fuck. That's not what your job is. Your job is to talk about these stories and, and things that are going on, isn't it? No. It, well, yes and no. I mean, it's no different than a radio show, right? I mean, your personal life can be content. And right now their personal life is content. If your story is spanning across multiple media channels, your content you are a celebrity. You're on television. You're now, I didn't know who these people were until now. I didn't know the story until there's nowhere I go or anywhere I go, I see it. That's true. But but I will say she didn't do it on air, but she did. They both have made statements about the story. So I don't think ABC is going to put them on air to reiterate their statements. They both have said they're separated from their spouses, going through divorces. They were already going to announce their splits before now. So in their in their world, they weren't hiding anything. See, I, every day, if I were them, I'd be talking about it. <laughs> I would. I would be I was like... <laughs> You're so much different than my almost ex-husband, you know. I mean, like every day there would be well, something what, that would be said because it's interesting. Why is it interesting though? It's not it's not interesting. There's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that cheat on their spouses and if they, they don't have a good reason for it, then they just sound like a shitty person. If they said, "Oh, you know, our our relationship hasn't been good for years or whatever." That that's fine, but if that's not the answer, if it's just like I just straight up cheated on my children's uh uh, parent or other, uh, you know, father figure or whatever it is, then you just, you look like a shitty person. So why would you bring it up? You just answered your own question. You said millions or thousands or millions of people cheat on their spouses all the time. How many of those people talk about it openly? Few. I mean, that's the whole point, right? You're trying to but keep I it think, secret. But, but I don't think any, my point is nobody cares. It's, it's, it's an over, oversaturated story that nobody gives a fuck about. Oh, I, I cheating celebrities. That's people still talk about Brad Pitt cheating on Jennifer Aniston with Angelina Jolie. I Angel just had the conversation, no lie, two days ago. That happened like 30 years ago. <laughs> two days ago, I was having a conversation about how much of a douche he is for what he did to Jen. And people who I was talking to was like, him and Angelina aren't together. I'm like, what planet do you live on? But see, th that's you know, that's all TMZ is now. Kardashian with this basketball player. This basketball player is banging this basketball player's mom. This guy's with Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, and it's like, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, that's what is interesting to people. It is. I mean, it's it's relationship to a certain stuff. audience, but that's why that's that's that shows like bread and butter. That's their topic. That's not what this show is. Well, this show is, but you can make it this show. I mean, you've already made it content because you're a part of it. You, I mean, you didn't purposely, if you're these two people, go and say, hey, let's make this a story. It leaked, it got out, it's now a story. So the worst thing you can do is not confront something. I mean, this goes back again to what we were talking about in the first segment with, you know, the radio station not acknowledging firings and this and the, like. You could, everything you're saying right now, you could say to yourself, who, who cares if you, you're not there anymore, Nate? Who cares if Brandy's not there anymore? You just move on, move forward. That's not their job. Their job is, you know, to sit there and make people laugh. and da, 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 da. So it's all the eye of the beholder. It's how you take well, the... But, but, but that was the, like, we were talking about our personal lives day to day. That was part of the story. This is not this. And I mean, the first thing I saw, I thought when I saw this story was, who the fuck is Amy and TJ? I don't know who these people are. I, I don't really don't care. Once I found out, I was like, oh, okay, just another 
somebody cheated on somebody else. Okay, big but, deal. But, but I, I think the confusion is, is you feel or you think that these this show or these types of shows have nothing to do with the people's personal lives. And you're wrong. They do. These people in these shows are celebrities, the Al Rokers of the world, the Willard Scotts of the world, uh, these Carson Daly's of the world. I mean, these people uh, are a part of people's lives. So you can't just, they're not, they're not news anchors. They're talk show hosts. They're sitting there. They're telling stories, not only personally, Al Roker is talking about when he comes back, he'll talk about his survival of, you know, he just had a, like another big bat, uh, bout of cancer. And Al Roker is one of the sweetest guys in the world, but Al Roker is a, uh, an American treasure, right? You care what's happening to Al Roker. I do. I want to know Al Roker is going to be okay. Al Roker lost a bunch of weight. How did Al Roker lose all that weight? Al Roker's wife, Deborah Roberts, is way hot. How did he get Deborah Roberts? I've asked him. I've asked him before. <laughs> and he, he jokes about, I know, fat guy like me, getting a beautiful, you know, like that kind of. That's the good stuff. The everybody can talk about topic A, topic B, topic C, but to sit there and go, hey, look, this is what's happening with us. Here's the situation. Let me be honest. And then you bring in like people you bring, here's a relationship expert. And you know, you kind of branch off and you do all that kind of stuff. I'll agree with you that that's why their ratings have gone up. That is why people are tuning in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely why people are tuning in to be a rocket. But why are they tuning in? Cause they're, aren't they off the air? So they're off. They're not even there, but I think they're tuning in in for to see if someone's going to mention it right. or if it's going to be a topic or if when they're covering Good Morning America, they say, oh, our own news anchors are in the news for this. Like, people want to see if there's something that's going to be said. Mm-hmm. This this story would have already been forgotten if if ABC didn't do anything. If if they just left them on, it would have been maybe a story, but it would have been gone already by now. It's only a story because they brought too much attention to it by taking them off the air. It'd be done if if not otherwise. You're probably right about that. Yeah, I mean, so that's a good thing that they did take them off the air because you do want attention. You do want the ratings pop. You you that's what the business is. You know, the news business, the morning show business, it's it's about ratings and revenue period, the end of story. You know, it's about nothing more, nothing less. It's about ratings and revenue. Get it however you can get it. You know, the news is learning that people are not agreeing with that right now, but people have to understand that it's a business. You got to make money. You can't make money unless you've got ratings. So how do you get ratings? You know, like Anchorman 2. We're going to go on in the middle of the night and talk about America. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, okay, go ahead and do it. You got ratings, you know? So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think it's a nice break. I mean, compare this story to, you want to hear about Warnock and Walker or Trump and Biden or COVID and leaks and labs or like, take your pick of what, what, what you want to be topic A. I'd take this any day of the week and twice on Sunday and sleep like a baby. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I don't pay attention to other shit either, so it's easy. Well, I mean, that's, you know, you got to care a little bit. You got to read the news. (laughs) Nate ain't reading no news. (laughs) No. Breaking news. Coworkers hook up. Story at 11. Yeah. So I asked, I said, you think that's bad, coworkers? I, I remember when... I met my first wife. She was a promo girl for the radio station. We had these 
what they called real rock girls, right? She's beautiful. Um, and first time we met, I've told you this before, she, she didn't like me. I didn't like her. And then she apologized. Then I went on the air and I commented on her ass because she was on the cover of this magazine that the station put out. And I didn't know that was the same girl. And she emails me apologizing for the way she acted. And I was living with a girl at the time. But we were kind of on our outs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's a story of my life. I'm, I'm a crossover guy. Like relationships, I'll usually have somebody waiting, working on it. You know, I already told Rach, I was like, you don't know about my other condo. I got, I got, <laughs> I got bitches there. So, you know, you out the door, I'm already taken care of that night. Don't worry about me. So, so, so I met her and I, I fell, fell in love with her instantly, just instantly fell in love with the girl. There were people at my job at the radio station that had a problem with that, but I wasn't like her boss or I wasn't in a place of power to promote her. Like that's a problem. I think if you're the boss and you're dating somebody underneath, that's an issue because you've got no choice, but to give them special attention. Yeah. My friend dated the third highest in command on our ship. I shouldn't say dated cause he was um, an old married man, but so he probably didn't give her responsibilities that he normally would have given. Oh, her. We got away with everything. Right. Exactly. It was, we lived a life. That's why you shouldn't do that. Yeah. He paid our rent and everything for a little while. It was yeah. great. Not for her, because they ended up getting caught. It was bad. But for me, it was great. <laughs> How'd they get caught? They get caught in the act? No, they didn't get caught in the act. Um, because he had started being very blunt and bold with the stuff that he was doing on the ship. Um, people reported it up to the captain. Uh-huh. And oh, did they get some kind of text message? They got some type of uh, footage. That it wasn't like how it is now. We didn't have cell phones like we did now, but some kind of footage that they got from them, a text message or emails, I think it was ship emails, and they busted them. Wow. So when they called him in, they were like, look, we have the evidence. You know, you've been on the Navy this amount of years. You're a master chief. Like, tell us the real. And he just told the truth. So with her, they came to our house and picked her up in the middle of the night, put a bag over her head and took her somewhere on base. And she said they took her in this room, took the bag off her head, and she was just sitting in like this metal chair in in like with the spotlight on her, like how you see in the movies. And they kept her in there for hours because she wouldn't tell the truth. But he had already told everything. So she's still lying, not knowing that he told them everything. They gave her a code red? So this is what they did. <laughs> he was a older white master chief. He'd been in the Navy 30 some years. She was a young black girl, E3. They kicked her out with nothing and they let him retire. Oh, racist. It's horrible. Fucking Navy. It was horrible. Fucking Navy. I dodged him. So yeah. I didn't answer nobody's questions. I know the girl you're talking about. You don't know her. She does. She works at Old Navy. <laughs> she does. <laughs> She's very successful now, actually. That's, that's where the captain retired to. <laughs> the old Navy. Yeah, yeah. You can't be in the new Navy anymore. You got to go back to the old Navy. The old Navy. <laughs> Check out our fleeces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do everything better than fucking. Whatever we do, it's better with <laughs> What? Everything's better with the 
Are you ready to give a fuck about your health? Then check out Chef Erica, ericanicolday.com. Experienced culinary medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background. She's available for consulting on meal planning, for weight loss, helping with medical conditions, or strict macros for bodybuilding, fitness training, you name it. And she's one hell of an individual. Chef Erica, ericanicolday.com. All right, so uh, this week's Everything's Better with Fuck. I know you guys like it when I do the trivia. So the category is funeral scenes in movies. <laughs> okay, because the rock station died. Nice. I knew you was gonna say that. I knew you was gonna. Say that. <laughs> it's every movie the Rock died in. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even think about that. He don't uh, think he's ever joking. They they don't. He never dies in any movie. Yeah, I was right? gonna say he yeah, never dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, these are funeral scenes. From movies, uh, and you get points for knowing the movie, and you get points for knowing the year, okay? And then I get points for 1 out of 10, 10 being the best, which clip you like best. All right? We're good to go? Good to go. Understand? Got it. Here's the first one. I don't know what it's like to fuck a father. Thank God for you, Peter. You're the only family I have. All right, Nate? I'm going to go seven. That was a good one. Fuck the father. That's pretty funny. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say Spider-Man. Okay. What year? Uh, 2004. No. Spider-Man is correct, though, so you get a point there. I'm giving it a seven also. I, I did like the If the Father part two. And I'm going to say Spider-Man 2010. No, 2002. 2002. Oh, dang. All right, so Nate with a point, and I've got a double seven. All right, next one. I'm sorry if I don't feel like it. I guess I'm a little selfish. I'd rather fuck. have her here. I can fuck all the way to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. <laughs> that still make noise. Oh, relax. It's not... Okay. Nate always gets to go first. Okay. I should be able to guess if I know it. Well, he's not going to know what it is anyway, so you get that. What year? Still make noise. <laughs> This was in 88. No. Give me a score then. You go first. Uh, I'm giving that an eight. An eight. Okay. Nate, you got a year and a score. Um, <laughs> score. Uh, yeah, I like that one better. Uh, I will go with an eight as well. Um, and I believe is, what did you say, Nikki? I said 88. 89. 89 is correct. Ah! So close. I'll move some bells and stuff down here on my pad. <laughs> ding, ding. Okay, here's the last one. Better with fuck. Funeral edition. We are assembled here today to pay fuck to our honored dead. Live long. Fuck! Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Scream it out, whoever knows the movie. <laughs> wow, really? That was the easiest one out of all of them. Was it? Can you play it again? No. Was it Jurassic Park? Okay. No. E.T.? All right, give me a score then, Nate. Um, I'm going to go back to the seven. I think I like the last one a little bit better. Ooh, Nikki. I'm going to give that one a six. <laughs> all right, we don't know the movie. 
This should not be played again because it's in last place. <laughs> but so you guys can figure it out. Here we go. We are assembled here today to pay fuck to our honored dead. Live long. Fuck! Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Star Trek? Out of, yeah, Star Trek is correct. Out of all the Woo! fucks that I've encountered, live Star long Trek. and fuck. I mean, come on, that shit's funny. Ha ha ha. Uh, well, no, it's not Star Trek. I'm sorry. Star Wars. No, it's definitely not Star Wars. It is Star Trek what? Oh, now, I'm not. I ain't never seen one Star Trek movie. You want me to know the sequel names? Yeah, this is like the the Star Trek movie. Oh, my God. I don't, all I know is Even Star if Trek. you don't, and I'm not, a, I'm not a Trekkie, but I remember. Star Trek, The Next Generation? No, that's the television show. <laughs> uh, Strange New Worlds? No, that's. I don't, that's something else. <laughs> uh, the Wrath of Khan. There you go. Nicely done. Uh-huh. Nate gets the point for that one. <laughs> what year? Oh, what? That's crazy. 82. Very good. Wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was completely guessing. So Nate's a winner. <laughs> Nicely done. And this guy's a winner who uh, stole Steel Magnolia's one. Yeah. Sorry if I don't feel like it. I guess I'm a little selfish. I'd rather fuck. have her here. I get fuck all the way to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. <laughs> I didn't fuck all the way to Texas and back, but my daughter <sighs> All right, that does it for us. That was an exhausting episode. An exhausting, exhausting episode. So, um... Let me say this before we uh, get out of here is so what our plan is uh, for the last couple weeks of the year, because we need a break. All right. Sorry. 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 But we need a break. So we're going to have some of you two percenters host the podcast. You're going to do your, 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 your best episode, the best episodes, and you're going to tell us why you can talk as long as you want, say as much as you want. I, I gotten some of the audio back so like if you're on our social media you know this has been a thing last couple weeks i think we've talked about it i still need more because some people now have backed out they didn't think they thought they could do it and like oh it's not as easy as i thought it was or you don't know how to send audio or whatever the case may be you can send a video vanessa actually sent a video and i just i'll do the rest of it you know you can send a video you want you did a great job by the way vanessa so if there's a specific episode you want in on it when it's all said and done, I'll come back to you, get your address, and I'll ship you off some merchandise. That's nice. Okay. Um, but the last two weeks of the year, that's we're going to air uh, episodes. We're going to re-air episodes of certain two percenters' favorite episodes, and they're going to explain why. Which is a great idea. And it gives you guys a chance for your input, y'all. A lot of times I see on socials, right, that you have something to say about something or you guys want us to go back to doing game shows because you want to come on and talk and be a part. So I think this is a good way for you to be a part of the show and get your opinions heard. Actually, one of one of the clips is of Smarta Marta. Mm, okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was a monumental episode of smart Marta because something happened that had never happened before 
so yeah, that was one. I was, it took me by surprise. I, I'm, I'm just always picturing that people were going to pick the BS episode. So with that being said, going into the new year, we're going to do the BS. What are we doing it? Three days out of the week. Now? Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Still do the top three. Brandy and Lindsay podcast, Clueless 2. So we're we're going to shelf Good, Bad, and the Ugly and Bailey's Black Cloud. We're going to kind of mix those in. We found that you guys like the radio show type of episodes better. We can see the downloads um, so or the plays. So if that's the case, then we'll just do more shows, like bigger shows. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to do that going into new, the new year, um, which I'm excited about because I was kind of over the good, bad, and the ugly and the black cloud. And actually my life's been pretty good lately. So it's pretty good yeah. people to argue with. Yeah. It's been really difficult for me to find black cloud. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I've been stretching lately. <laughs> well, now when you have one, you can just combine it into a new episode. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. With that being said, Nate, uh, what you got? Happy Friday, fuckers. Happy Friday, fuckers. Nicky D. When one door closes, another one opens. There you go. All right. Podcastthebs.com. That is our website. Please subscribe if you haven't already. A lot of subscribers this week, weirdly enough. Uh, but you get the episodes early, and you get exclusive giveaways when we got them, and you get news before we tell anybody else. And you get it, uh, the episodes before anybody else. You get commercial free if you choose. So lots of stuff. It's only four ninety nine a month. Uh, but you can subscribe on podcastthebs.com. If you have an issue with your subscription, go to Anchor. That is our platform. That information is on the website as well. Social media is there. Please like it, share it. Our content, we post daily. If you could share that to get somebody new to listen, I'd appreciate you. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Lots of stuff up there. Our merch store is uh, there. A new merch store is coming sooner than later. Uh, I really wish that I had the podcasting kill the radio star shirts available today, but unfortunately I don't. I thought that would have been very poetic. Very, very poetic. Uh, and also like the top three episode, which will stay because that is a fan favorite. Nate has done an amazing job of giving you a playlist for each one of our top threes. So I, it's, it's cool to get feedback that people will d- download those playlists and, and listen to them in the car, like on road trips and stuff. Cause they're all goofy and they're all over the place. So thank you for doing that again, podcast, the BS.com. That is our website. Uh, look, have a great safe weekend. I know you're going to be doing some drinking. I understand. I get it. But please don't get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. As always, thanks for the support. Talk to you soon. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.